Hey, this is Mark with Magpie Coffee Roasters here, and we are up in the mix. Sean, aka the truth, aka the super nicest, aka the Dar Mr. R, aka not the black dude you thought I was. This is Caesar, aka De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto, Captain Culo, Coach, uh, Mr. Brunch, your local, also that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get in here? El hombre de la gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, the fucking baby whisperer, and tracksuit poppy. And welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix. This is episode 98. Woo, almost Caesar. to that buck. Caesar, how's it going? How was your week? It was pretty good. We took last week off because uh, I took a day trip. I needed to get out of Reno really bad before I started hurting people. Uh, and uh, me and some of the boys, salute to PJ and Mickey, we went out to San Francisco just to go walk around and, you know, social distance still, but like just go shoot photos of, uh, of San Francisco. And uh, we did that, met up with another photographer friend of mine out there, and uh, he's from Oakland, salute to you, Harvey, um, met, out with, met up with him, and then we, you know, had a couple beers and did a, some photo walking, and we ended up walking to Dolores Park, and my eyes were just like, my mind was astonished, because as you see all over the internet, people are at parks, like filling up parks. There's all right. those there's all those white painted circles on the ground, and that's how it was. And it was just crazy. People were playing beer pong outside. There's just people like reading a book, like hanging out with the dogs. People throwing footballs like over people, like over other people's circles and shit. And like it felt like like a party instead of like people chilling and chilling at a park. Yeah. But so many people playing beer pong, so many people just fucking drinking. Um, like the police were there too, like handing out masks and shit. And that was it. But yeah, nice. it was just a little weird I mean, to see it in real life. Yeah. People, I mean, even here, like Plumas Park every night, there's a hundred people there hanging out 30, 30 dogs, AKA you know, dog just, park now. Yeah. People just get down, you know, mm-hmm. enjoying themselves. Yeah. So we did that. And then, uh, Neon Babylon had a brunch. We did that. Salute to Anthony, Anthony and Felicia for having that. Just like we're trying to start a little networking brunch, you know, just kind of like back in the East Coast, how they do day parties and things like that. Um, you know, just this obviously due to everything, just keeping it small. We I think only like 10 people and uh, just hung out mimosas, you know, some appetizers. But hopefully in the future, obviously grow it bigger and you just do like a networking thing where people could come and like like-minded people and share thoughts and, you know, form like Voltron. Nice. Mm-hmm. Anything new with you? Well, you know, the week was uh, the first. We almost had a whole full week of school. <laughs> um, 
so out of my 13 in-person students, you know, four of them are now excluded, meaning they can't come back to school for two weeks because they were sick or possibly exposed to COVID. Because they got the thing thing. Out of, I saw an article in the district of 600 students currently are excluded. So, oh, here in you know, just in Washoe County, in Washoe County currently. Um, yeah, so it was kind of, you know, it's weird. Still getting used to it. Um, I have an intern this year, a student inter- or student teacher. So, mm-hmm. trying to help him in these weird circumstances is, is going to be interesting to go through. And, and then yesterday, the school district decided to, you know, cancel in-person class at 6.45 when people are already on their way to work or at work. Or So that was, you know, and, you know, we'll talk more about all the stuff later, but we have we have a guest to get to. Mm-hmm. So uh, our guest this week is the owner of the Glass Die. He is an avid gamer of many different forms, a former wildland firefighter part-time community activist and full-time bicycling enthusiast. So welcome to the show, Jeff Carter. Hey, thanks. Welcome. Did I get, a, did I get all that glad, right? I I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I, I'm definitely a part-time activist because people, every time people ask me to do more, I'm just like, how can I do more than I'm already doing? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how people have, so, what is it called? So many spoons. I heard that the other day. Uh-huh. You, know, you only have so many spoons to give out or to, to utilize. I it feel is, like everyone's at their fucking maximum right now. It, right? Is, it is tough because like even Sean and I, we do a lot. And like sometimes people are like, like you said, a little bit more. They try to pull on that string just a tad bit more. Yeah. Someone asked me actually, or they asked the business. I think a lot of people too, they ask, uh, they ask the business, but they don't realize it. Other than, I mean, I have a couple of part-time employees, but the business is just me. <laughs> so it's kind of like I don't. I think they're. I think they think that it's good intentions. They're asking of a project or a collaboration or or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then I'm just like, I stretched in. Like I'm. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm just trying to float with what I got now. <laughs> Every, yeah, everyone, it's tough. Which on these streets. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. But that's well, tell us, that could be a good thing too. Yeah. Tell us about yourself, your background, where you're from, how'd you end up um, in Reno? Oh yeah, that's a good story. Actually, this is a good story because it ties into, I think, how I met you maybe a long time ago. Uh, but no, I grew up in Idaho. Uh, Southern Idaho is the only Democratic county in the state, I think, until Boise flipped in like sometime around the early 2000s. Uh, but no, I grew up in Blaine County, which is like basically it's Yuppieville. It's super <laughs> ri- it's super rich and it's it's those. Yeah, whatever that is. So that was my upbringing, though. So it kind of it was a little weird like but i appreciated the mountains like it's one of the most beautiful areas of the country mm-hmm. uh, but i left idaho uh went moved to the northwest figured out after like six months that it's way too much rain because <laughs> that part of idaho i grew up in is basically like reno like it's that same high desert vibe like maybe a little more green more more uh more pine trees mm-hmm Right. But other than that, like it's that same low humidity, like kind of cold winters, kind of hot summers, a little less, a little more tolerable, I'd say, than here, though. But uh, I, through a lot of weird ways, found my way back to Idaho and then decided that I wasn't going to become one of those people who got stuck growing up or like living where they grew up. 
Uh, so I reached out to a few friends that I went to high school with and they, they said, move to Reno. I'm like, okay, sounds good. I'm there. <laughs> like one of those two of my oldest friends were um, the Mazaki brothers. Mark and Josh. Uh, yeah, Mark and Josh. And so I moved in with Josh in 2005. So I've been here for 15 years, uh, minus a quick three-year leave of absence into Montana when, when Reno. I kind of left when it got really bad, like 2011. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> when it was, it was pretty bleak here. And it all, I also couldn't, in that part of my life, it's like, well, I want to be a firefighter. I have to leave. I had to leave to get something and then come back. Yeah. But no, Josh, Josh and Mark were great dudes. And like, for better or worse, they kind of introduced me like the Burning Man community. Uh, and then I kind of invested myself into the bike community. When it went, when the bike project was out of Noah's garage. <laughs> back, yeah, back in the day. I don't know if, it re- if I'd really call it the Reno bike project back then. It was mo- mostly like, five of us drinking in a garage <laughs> talking about bikes wrenching a lot every now and then yeah every every once in a while someone would pick up one wrench <laughs> and it's it was... so funny so many so many things started in reno around that time so uh, similarly like yeah, yeah apparently i lived in in bellingham washington when noah did um and noah kind of um based that whole project on uh a community collaborative bike shop in Bellingham called the hub. Hmm. So he kind of brought a little of that back when he moved back here after school. And cause I think he went to Western. I tried to go to Western and then they, uh, they kind of kicked me out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And, and I ran out of money. It was, it was both. Probably the money part. P- colleges love their money. It was fucking expensive. <laughs> College is no joke, man. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Especially when you go to like a good one, like Western, you know, like. Yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't know. It, I kind of wish someone would have said, "Do you really want to spend that much money?" <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, it's, no. especially nowadays, you got to take that into consideration because it's just like a lot of people when they graduate with their degrees, they don't even use it. No, I mean, I tried to. I tried to go to TMCC, and I I had a some actual good educators there mm-hmm. um but then i also realized that like a degree from there wouldn't do anything either so it's like <laughs> oh this this was a fun experiment in trying college and then just like let's not do this yeah 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 college college needs to be like high school like necessary and free <laughs> yeah I, i'm and i'm okay with that or like no yeah that would make a free? lot of, a lot of people smarter and more educated there'd be a lot less a lot yeah. less uh internet rants and conversations with idiots when, when yeah. you know ignorance is cheaper than an <laughs> education yeah like that's that's a problem one of the many problems in this country <laughs> yeah is it fucking being ignorant is just cheaper and easier than yeah educating yourself well and that it's part of terrible. like like this whole uh i feel like it came back into the political talk this year um with uh what's his name was bringing it up a bunch old pete uh, boot gag, whatever his name was. I don't know. But he was Dude, talking about, yeah. And he was talking about national service where it's like, yeah, yeah. Why, why is no one that whenever the people talk about national service, because half the time those people are saying military, mm-hmm. they're just codedly saying military, but like, why don't, why don't they ever just say national service as two years of higher education? 
Like it's like, no, just everyone's got to go. Mm-hmm. That's national service. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if I were in charge of the world and this was Supreme ruler, Sean, <laughs> yeah, I would put two, two or three years of, uh, you know, like have a, a work core where you, you know, yeah. you can get educated, but you can go around the country and work on, you know, do manual labor or, you know, work in childcare, like, you know, early childhood and, you know, there's plenty of stuff where bodies are needed. And, you know, as part of that, then you get, you know, your college and whatever for free, or you go in the military, whatever your service is, but, you know, you got to give something back to your country for a couple of years. And it gives you a chance to move, you know, leave your hometown experience, you know, something different and uh, expand your horizons and give back to uh, your community and your country. Could critic- it's a great idea. Could a class yeah. on critical thinking be part of that too? Critical thinking, reasoning, <laughs> logic, deduct, you know, <laughs> basic yeah. science. Effective Be- use of the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's like a three-year course. Uh, we need some I'm learning how to check a source. Yeah. Some mandatory classes, not just like, you know, like PE, <laughs> you know, even yeah. though, even though physical education is important, but the mental, the brain, you need that. And you got to exercise your brain too. And a lot of people don't have that. And it's, uh, it's really hard to talk to people. No, well, national, speak. national services, it's in some ways it could be really useful. Like that's how I like AmeriCorps is I did AmeriCorps for, I mean, I really only did it for like six months, but then I segued into a job with the organization here in Nevada that was running it. So it's like, I was in conservation for three years. And I didn't make any money, <laughs> which is part of national service is like, yeah, you have to, they could do a better job of how to reward people for it, but it's mm-hmm. nice to do something where you, you distance yourself from capitalism in some way, not fully cap, like you can't distance yourself completely, but just a little bit of like, well, wow, that felt really good. And I did it for not a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like some things, not everything is, uh, can be for profit and And it's impossible. So so, yeah, some things need to be done for the good of it. Oh, speaking of that, tell us about what it was like being a wildland firefighter. Uh, it was, it was very rewarding. Um, my muscles are like, it's, there's, man, that's, that's a long, (laughs) yeah. Uh, no, my was, old, my old roommate like, used to be a, a lot of good a, memories uh, and I'm glad that I'm especially glad that the crews that I did work on um, like in Montana I worked for a contract company because uh, I couldn't find a job with the Forest Service that year I didn't want to wait around um, and that was a very eye-opening experience just to see like the politics of that there are for-profit firefighting companies and for however they're structured, it's uh, it's a little weird in terms of like how they treat their employees and all that. But like the government does the same thing. But it was interesting to see how they're treated, just as people like on a fire assignment. Because like the Forest Service is like, oh, we're we're the hot shit. Like we're the, you know, we're the top of this pyramid, and everyone else below us has to listen to what we say. And everyone else is like a lower tier worker and. <laughs> Like when the government gets that, like there's agencies that they're not even that powerful, but they're powerful enough that they they view themselves as the, as the top of the food chain, hmm. and they don't really like a lot of the politics and fire right now. Um, and it was when I was in. It's been this way for years. Um, 
it's just interagency. Like there's the agencies don't talk to each other a lot. And when they do, it's like, it's just not productive. <laughs> the forest is like, it's like how you see in movies when, you know, co- like, you know, the FBI hates yeah, the local yeah, cops yeah. and vice versa. It's, it's 100% they're just like, you don't have jurisdiction here. This is our turf. Well, because they want, and it's like, uh, oh my God. Well, and a lot of it comes down to, it all comes back to money. Yeah. Like the agencies, yeah. get, they get doled out a certain amount of money. Uh, you know, like the Forest Service is under the Department of Agriculture, mm-hmm. which is bizarre. Yeah. Um, and the BLM is under the Department of the Interior. So it's like, those are different those are entirely different pyramids of how they generate money. Mm-hmm. Like the BLM gets their money from selling land to livestock and mining, which is why they call it the Bureau of Livestock and Mining. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, it's, the, it's the largest public with huge quotations. I mean, speak from Nevada's, that's like a whole, uh, that's a crazy issue too, is just mining. Mm-hmm. But yeah. The, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. And, and the, yeah, now I'm just ranting. But like, in, <laughs> But with fire, yeah, no, it's, it was the most rewarding profession, I think, that I, that I'll probably ever have. Like, I'm, cause I'm, I'm going to try not to ever go back to it. I don't, physically, it's very tough to, it's tough to do into your, I'm, I'm turning 35 in a month. And it's like every person I saw in that job that was in their late 30s to early 40s. Or, or past mm-hmm. were like they, they were really haggard <laughs> like they were they was i mean i probably have like the spine of a 50 year old <laughs> and i show my shoulders and knees are wrecked and but and the and the guys who do it for to try to get the retirement like you have to work for 20 years in the agency mm-hmm. um which is like it sounds great on paper like oh i just worked for 20 years for the government and then i get hooked up yeah it's like, yeah, but that means you retire at 50 with a broken body and, and probably PTSD mm-hmm. and, and their retirement benefits actually aren't that great. Hmm. Huh. But, but the memories and like the commodity, it has a, it has. How a, do they get people to do it? <laughs> well, that's, they, they really don't like they, they're hiring. This is the easiest time that anyone could ever get into fire as a job. Uh, because they they're hurting to try to find people like it's just not of a it's not an attractive position anymore um it's underpaid i mean even if you make if you this year like a good a good hotshot crew this year is probably pushing a thousand hours of overtime so this is this this is a super year and some of those guys are going to walk away with like probably 65 or 70 grand in six months of work is a lot of money right now mm-hmm. but, but it's, it's also dangerous backbreaking work yeah if you get hurt you're you're probably out for the rest of the whole season yeah there's there's no insurance um i mean there's there is insurance but super you know, high nothing that's there's no like oh hey sorry you broke your you know your leg on a fire now you can't work the rest of the season uh there's no severance like there's no you just yeah. don't get money a lot of it's like a GoFundMe. Like other firefighters will, um, I saw it actually before I even heard of GoFundMe. It was like they'd put together pools. Like we'd be on assignments and they'd pass uh, around like cans of chew. And they would have crews bid on the cans of chew um, to donate the money to like an injured firefighter that was like, you know, hurt on that assignment or or part of a crew that was there. 
And they so they get these cans of chew would sell for like two thousand dollars. How how do you feel about you know seeing all these you know the, it's middle of fire season all these fires across the western U.S. Uh, what do you think? How do you see? Is it getting worse? Yeah, it's getting worse. I mean, I thought it was statistically it's the the numbers are there where it's like it's very clearly worse. Um, and part of it, it's a weird combination of climate change. I mean, that's like the obvious thing to point the finger to. Uh, but half of it's just politics too, where it's, there's no, there's without a doubt more people trying to live in the urban interface environment in Nevada and California and Oregon, just anywhere in the West is people don't want to live in the cities anymore. And they push themselves out into these, they're not even rural areas, but like, you know, into the mountains or into the, the areas that butt up against these, these, um, urban or not urban sorry the wildland interface i guess uh and they don't but they don't take care of them um and the agencies don't they put all their money every year into suppression and they don't put it into just reduction like there needs to be just way more people doing fuels reduction every year just sweeping the forest <laughs> yeah that's pretty much yeah yeah raking the leaves yeah. Regular leaves. <laughs> and that's, that's what I started doing before fire in conservation. I worked on a chainsaw crew. That's all we did was just clear underbrush reduction. Yeah. Oh, and dead trees. And that's, I mean, I learned, I think more with them just because I had more like trigger time on the saw. And like, I think I learned more with the conservation corps in like one year or in one full season of fuels reduction than I did in like all of fire. Because hmm. in fire, it's just like, it's all military. It's like, okay, there's a fire, we have to attack it. It's it's not like they don't think of, you know, if there's downtime, if it's a really slow season, then yeah, you see the firefighters out doing fuels work. But there's no slow seasons anymore. Hmm. Yeah, because I feel like every year there's just like fire after fire. Every it's worse year. and worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and they're huge too. Like these some of these lightning storms like the one up by susanville 20 years ago that might have only started like you know five six fires here and there and they there wasn't enough underbrush or whatever it was whatever the conditions are or like or just the extreme weather of you know high winds low rh you know super hot like we're getting hotter every year on average um those fires would just maybe burn a couple thousand acres and then they'd be done and now it's just like, oh shit. <laughs> Millions yeah, of acres right. at a time. Now, now are people like, they're, they're running into, it's funny being like, when people know I'm a firefighter, they're like, hey, do you, do you know what's going on? I'm like, ah, oh, there's fires everywhere. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> well, do you know when the smoke's going to go away? <laughs> when the fires are done? Yeah. <laughs> like October? <laughs> See, critical thinking. If you probably, took that probably class. Probably late October. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I, you know, I've lived here since I was like 11 years old and I can't remember as a kid days where there would be smoke so, like for weeks at a time, mm -hmm. like there is now, you know, every, every other year now there's, you know, a month, oh, yeah. August and September, it's just smoky all the time. I feel like it's, it's at least, <clears throat> it's gotta be at least every three years at this point. I mean, we've, we've been really, I think this is the eye opening year because last year was the Cal was California's worst year in history in recorded history. Mm -hmm. Um, and this year is 
they just surpassed it. So it's like, uh, that's not good. Like if you have, if you have your worst year and then you have your worst year the year after back to back. That's, yeah. That's not usually your worst year should happen every 10, 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Right. It should take, it should take a while for changes to build up that much. But how everything's going, like, like you said, there's like no prevention, no, you yeah. know, and no, then, they don't have any money. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, they don't even, yeah, they, I mean, well, I'm trying to think the years I worked were half as busy as these years. Um, and they seemed really busy for me still. Like I'd had, I had a season where I think we, we worked probably eight or 900 hours overtime in, 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 uh, well in, in six months, but it's actually in three months realistically. Mm-hmm. Like we wouldn't have fire in November or we right. go and we go on in, in May and there'd still be snow up in Truckee. But even then it's like working 2000 hours in, in six months is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. That's, uh, and even then it's like very, they'd run out of money. Like I worked one of the seasons I worked was the, was one of those furlough years. And so they cut, you know, they cut all the temps at the end and we got cut like a week before we would have anyway, but like, it was eye opening to see, oh my God, we just ran out of money as an agency. And it wasn't even that bad of a year. Dang. Like, I don't, I don't know where they're pulling the money from anymore in these years. Like I try not to pay well, a, lot, a lot of attention to it, but <laughs> they're, they're declaring states of emergency. So I'm sure they're just like, some of it's FEMA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. That's a tactic that like, realistically there should just be a different agency that's disaster relief i mean like i know that fema exists but that's i think in the public mindset fema is for like special disasters i, I could not, be wrong about this not, but a lot but like, not like normal like, disasters that happen yeah, every year which is crazy because it's like what hurricanes happen every year mm-hmm. like we're, we're about to see probably i don't know if it got landfall yet but whatever's happening in texas and louisiana yeah. is really really bad but they they won't get supplies for six months anyway so <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i don't even have anything down there yeah. yeah like when they really need it like it's just weird to have organizations like that and it takes so long for people like that's your specific job is for yeah. these disasters and yet there's all these loopholes all these politics where like it takes them forever to even get supplies to them yeah that's and that's too many that's too many hands, too many hands in the fucking pocket pockets of people. Yeah, and that's what's fucked up. It all boils down to that. Like bureaucracy, a lot of people could see this coming from generations ago. Mm-hmm. That like, if the more and more complicated you make something, and the more and more people that have like their, yeah, fingers in the pie, I guess, like you said, especially when it comes down to money. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, in, in capitalism, it's like that guy who has that cush. $80,000 a year government job where he sits at a desk and, and passes. He's not even the middleman. He's like part of the 18 middlemen in a long yeah. thing. They're just gatekeepers. They're just gatekeepers for, for from one to the other. And then they get the little bit of money in their pockets to like pass it faster or like drag it along. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's, you have to, well, I mean, when your survival, dep- when you, the, your survival depends on making your job, mm-hmm. you know, essential and important when it's not, course you're gonna mm-hmm. yeah let's change the subject let's this switch gears yeah <laughs> but yeah fire yeah fire was it was i wouldn't i would have 
I would all I'd do it again in a heartbeat. If if I had to go back in time and yeah, that's I guess that, that's a good thing to think about too in life. It's like you could travel back in time and you meet yourself and you're like, listen, dude, in five years, there's gonna be a huge decision you have to make. It's like, no, I would like I would have definitely done it again. Living your life right, Jeff. Mm-hmm. No regrets. Yeah. <laughs> not even no a, regret. not, not even a letter. How did you go from firefighter to opening up the glass die? Yeah. Oh man, I was sick of firefighting. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, I need to lube up my knees with liquor. Yeah. Uh, no, I've I've always loved. I've always loved beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really wasn't super into board games until I worked in the conservation corps. Like we would. Uh, I don't even think it was me. I think someone else brought Catan, and we'd play Catan all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and Axis and Allies. Yeah, we'd play. Which now I kind of look down. I don't look down on those games. I'm just like so burnt out on them. Which. Yeah, you've moved no, on I, to, to, to like, newer and mm-hmm. more well, advanced games. Yeah, it's like going into a movie a movie store if and those don't exist anymore. So this is a dumb comparison. <laughs> <laughs> but it would, I guess it would have been like going into a movie store back then uh-huh. into a block into a blockbuster and being like, "Hey, listen, I'm pretty new to this whole movie thing. What do you recommend I, I watch? What do yeah. you recommend I rent and go home and play and you know put on the TV?" And the person working isn't going to say, "Here's a movie from 1983." Like no one's, they're going to be like, Hey, here's this newest movie that's the right. newest thing out right now. And everyone loves it. And then you work, then you kind of work your way backwards. Like mm-hmm. there's a reason that progression, like there is, there's something to say about reading the classics and discovering, you know, the foundations of music, like whatever it is, but like the starting point is the now. Right. Like for most, for all, for hobbies, for you start, you start now. Cause that's where we've progressed to. And then, Interesting you, and then you go back like yeah i mean like i wouldn't recommend in music i wouldn't probably recommend someone go back and listen to like hip-hop from the late 70s as their first introduction to hip-hop yeah. like that's they're gonna be like this is whack yeah they're like what the hell's going on <laughs> sounds like cat in the hat <laughs> <laughs> it's cool that i like and that's part of like k-wing i like the where people mix it all up where they kind of do a little everything mm-hmm. like the the hosts that do the new and the past and they kind of get people connected to both of them that's our goal yeah every year that's a good job thank you um no but yeah the board game uh i had some money and i in retrospect i did not nearly have enough money (laughs) But, but i don't think people i think a lot of people they think of small businesses like some kind of comfort maybe i guess like uh I know there's people out there that own small businesses where it's like they're okay. Like they could fold and they'd be okay. Mm-hmm. Or or it's like a hobby or whatever it is. Uh, and those aren't most people. But like there's never a time in your life where you're comfortable making those kind of moves. Like there's no amount of money. There's no amount of there's no amount of comfort that like prepares people for those decisions. Yeah. And I think it's impossible. Like I think it's just that it's a leap of faith. And and, and there's a reason that I mean, there's a reason like, what is it? 50% of small businesses fail within the first year, first two years. It's something crazy. Yeah. It's like first three or something like that. Mm-hmm. First three. Yeah. And it's, and that's, it speaks a lot to just how the system's built up, but it also is just, there's no, there's just like a massive amount of risk that people have to take to try to do something if they, if it's their passion. 
if it's not a passion, like I don't know why people do things. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> it's not, why would why would you put everything at stake for yeah. something that's like die hard? You know, like you, you care about it so much. Yeah. So, but some people, I mean, we know enough business owners that are really into what they do, but some people just have that idea of being a business owner. Yeah. And don't have like the passion to to direct and drive it into. Because it yeah. sounds good on it sounds good on paper. <clears throat> your own boss make your own hours like you just got to get a good product out there it seems easy on paper but in real life it's just like no like you're working more than you probably ever worked before and things like that you know yeah and and the numbers are definitely not good on paper (laughs) worse worse now than ever but 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 even before like i don't know any it's i was having this conversation with someone the other day it's just part of the problem with a lot of things is uh it's like a lack of transparency. Mm-hmm. Whereas like people don't know how much some business owners actually make. People don't people often don't even know how much their coworkers make. And I think that that like separation that everyone has where of just reality is creates this weird like illusion of, you know, the business owner who makes you know, hundred and fifty thousand dollars and and there's there are people who make a lot of money, but most people don't. Yeah. Well, I think uh, in America, it, you know, it's we're taught to not question how much people make. It's just, you know, they people they we're supposed to be ignorant of that. Yeah. You which know? keeps which us it, keeps us that, in our place. It's that yeah, it's that evil ploy of like, you know, it's that if the upper man, it's that you know equation of like equality where if, if everyone knew how much everyone else made, then the the people at the top would be they'd already be dead. <laughs> like they, we would have already revolted it would we would have had the revolution like in 30 40 50 years ago <laughs> yeah it wouldn't have got to this point yeah they do that so they could underpay like the next guy you know and just yeah. things like that but no because if you saw like how much money someone was worth like floating above their head for just one day <laughs> like damn like you'd feel sorry for a lot of people yeah i don't make a lot of money that's for sure <laughs> and i work for the government it's just like it's all fucking scheming. It's like, all right, like, we'll give you this much to get this done, but you got to, you know, pay them this much, and yeah. you know, tell them, but you know, don't tell them how much you're making, and we're not going to tell you how much we're making. It's just a big fucking scheme. It really is just a big Ponzi scheme. <laughs> it's funny that it's funny that Ponzi schemes are illegal, uh, yet it's like capitalism is one giant Ponzi. <laughs> yes. I mean, my old job, it was, that's how we, that was literally what I did every day. It was like, all right, we're going to pay you this much to ship this freight. Yeah. And then my job was to find someone to do it for as little money as possible. Mm-hmm. And we made the difference. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Well, it's just, it, it incentivizes fucking keeping people ignorant and manipulating and screwing them over mm-hmm. to make your money. It, it's just, yeah. there's no, it's not cooperative. It's not sustainable long-term mm-hmm. and yeah. It's not good for society. Yeah, and I feel too, like you were saying earlier, Jeff, that people think a small business owner probably makes like if it's a, you know, the it seems like the business is successful. They are like, oh, this person is well off and doesn't need help, you know. But yeah. in, in reality, you know, you probably don't take home much, and everything goes back into the business. Yeah, and that and that is part of it. Where it's like, it's once again, it's set up to the money the more money that flows into something, the more money has to flow out of it. Mm-hmm. to like, to not only to grow it, but like to sustain it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and which is why there's so many things where it's like that too big to fail, where it's like, well, it, apparently now everything is 
about to fail. <laughs> I mean, the airlines, what the other day, they announced more furlough. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the only thing you can do is as people and as especially like smaller community stuff is just like, I guess, help each other out. Because a lot of when a lot of people do fail, it's nice to have a community where people can kind of bounce back. Or, or a social safety net mm-hmm. where yeah, you know, the, the government provides for the people. Well, yeah, it would, it would be prevents would, the collapse of society. Yeah, it would be it would be nice if the government actually did its the, the job that we initially built it for. Yeah, I, I think that train left the station a long ass time yeah. ago, like after like, like, like I, 300, three or 400 years before America. Yeah. <laughs> It was like yeah. the, the year after the government came, you know, it's like, okay, yeah. thanks guys. But we're going to fuck you over from now on. Yeah. They're like, hey, well, hey, thanks for the work you did. We're good. We don't need your help anymore. No, thanks. Well, <laughs> you know, if crooks are fucking around the government, <laughs> the government's going to be fucking crooks. Yeah. Yes. No. And that's like, I'm not, I'm, uh, I know, I know you guys are pretty political. I'm not a libertarian. Like the answer to government is not no government. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only answer the only way that works is if humans were actually not humans if humans were like a different organism that actually yeah. didn't care for each other completely so they're completely logical rational like, <laughs> or a robot just program it yeah, i'm sure i'm sure when i'm sure when the robots take over they'll have some sort of society like that they'll live forever for sure <laughs> you know like the, the battlestar galactica the cylon thing oh yeah they didn't even have a plan, though. Even the Cylons didn't have a plan. <laughs> They're just winging it. They're just like, I guess we'll just kill humanity. That sounds like a good Monday morning task. Or like the Doctor Who ones. Uh, what are they called? Uh, the Daleks. Yeah. Yeah. Kill all humans. Yeah. <laughs> the Borg on the Borg on Star Trek just assimilating yeah. all, all living life. And they, the Borg does it efficiently. They know what they're doing for sure. They're super, yeah, it's a hive. They're, they're super bureaucratic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're they're perfectly, yeah, perfectly designed hive. Like they got they got that queen bee. control. Yeah, they got yeah. that queen bee on top, getting all the little bees to do whatever, you know. That's like, you know, it's it's an equilibrium. Bee colony. It's an equilibrium. It's like bee co- yeah. Yeah. It's like a bee colony. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> how how's the business doing? You know, mm-hmm. these last few months, how have your employees been doing? How have you been surviving and, and getting through? Um, not being able to be open and yeah it's it's not with um yeah it's tough the the employees are doing okay um i did have one employee leave because uh she found a better well yeah she found a a job that wasn't service industry and that's what part of my responsibility is like as a business owner is to tell my employees like hey things are not good like here's you know, like I've always been very transparent, like here's the numbers, like here, let's sit down and look at spreadsheets and let's look at how these numbers are actually the business because that's all it is. And it's, and a lot of people don't have that talk with their, the people that they're supposed to be looking out for. Like mm-hmm. that's the, that's the number, that's like the very top of the responsibility pyramid of business ownership is communication with your employees. Like they're your people. Because you're not to throw hmm. not to throw any company under the bus, but you know there was a company that closed uh, its location shortly after opening. What was that last year or the year before? And no one Nobody knew. Knows. The employees didn't know. No, you know yeah. it was like there's places that go out of business all the time, and and they they'll show up for work and just be like, oh shit, 
Wait, it's closed. Yeah, do- <laughs> like, doors doors are locked and like they can't. Yeah, because you're responsible. Thank, thank you. You're responsible for their livelihood. You're you're giving them money to survive. And, and and shit does happen. Like there's there's life happens and like you can't. You know, there's a a shared amount of of like responsibility that you know sometimes it's out of people's hands. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's well, my wife just died or my you know something. Right. My son just died or like whatever it is, but. If, if it's not like an incredibly traumatic thing that alters someone's path, like the businesses see when they're failing, like at least three months out, mm-hmm. like in almost any industry, the way it's like the numbers don't just suddenly turn, like the light switch doesn't get flipped overnight. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, having that talk with employees of just, Hey, we might not make it. Like, I don't want to, you know, you don't put yourself in the position where you're thinking, we're not going to make it. So we're going to give up, but to tell people like, Hey, this is the percentage of likelihood that we won't survive. So you should, you should look out for yourself. Like, you know, give people the option far ahead of time to find something. And and right now it's tough just locally because an entire state, but so much of this, of our state is built on that tourist on the service industry. Mm -hmm. They're like, what if your what if your life is the service industry? How do you how do you get out of that? Um, right. Because because no one leaving a like a bartender leaving their job right now is not going to find another bar to go to. Yeah, they're not even going to find anything like they're not even going to take like a, a step down in a in a different direction. Like there's just no restaurants are going to be hiring. Mm-hmm. I, I, apparently, right now there is a lot of hi- hiring, which I've heard um, is good, but it's I still don't think the I think by the end of this year and the start of next year is when the problems will start to arise. Um, I I think right now it's everyone's just trying to get that mad cash grab um, and and try to weather the storm out. But without something really big being infused into this industry, I just don't see it happening. Like, I don't know. What information have you had gotten about, you know, opening back up, bars opening? I, I had a, first of all, how does it make you feel when you see? Oh, not good. Uh, I, I already know where you're going with this. <laughs> you see, you know, the restaurants are allowed to be open. Schools, yeah. you, know, well, you know, schools have to be in person, yet yeah. bars still aren't allowed to be open. It's not. Uh, and, and this is where I, I gave. I've been. I've been like overly invested in obviously because it's it is part of, affects my business, but overly invested in like how everyone is handling this since the beginning, um, and kind of the it was very surprising and and simultaneously not surprising that um, our state kind of mirrored a lot of the actions um, of mitigation and like uh, case reduction and all that or like you know potential measures to reduce cases from California. California would do something like everyone was saying, you know, oh, Cecil actually following California. He's just, you know, he's waiting for Newsom to say something new and then he's going to follow it. <clears throat> but it's not true because California was just doing what probably made sense scientifically. And we were too at a time, like when we closed everything down, mm-hmm. um, when we reopened everything uh, with, with heavy, you know, you know, capacity changes and yada, yada. Um, but once the cases started spiking, instead of following California and saying, okay, no more indoor, like, okay, so the virus only spreads through aerial 
you know, it's people talking in closed spaces with bad ventilation, which mm -hmm. it's like, uh, or not even bad ventilation, just like keep people talking inside, people hanging right. inside, people with their masks off outside or inside. Um, and so California said, okay, no more indoors. Like, let's just, if you want to have, if you have a restaurant, you got to have outdoor seating. Uh, you know, the cities would provide, from what I heard, a lot of streets would close down. A lot of people would be able to put their businesses in public spaces as, you know, like, hey, I don't have a patio, but I'm going to just use the sidewalk kind of thing. I, I mean, I heard that, you know, New York's Park, done that. Parking, parking spots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cities in Europe, you know, all over the world, that's what cities have been doing. Mm -hmm. um, and Reno, uh, well, not Reno, the state of Nevada is so casinos run the state mm -hmm. and that you can't casino if they would even i bet the, there was a meeting and i bet that someone even said that of like hey what do you guys think about this this thing that california just did that makes it so you know indoors are closed and it'll slow the spread like california's already seen numbers reducing and the state just goes Haha, uh, you're like they look at him like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Dude? Casinos can't be operate outside. Dude, how tight so they said no. How tight would it be to have a craps table in a parking spot? It's almost like fucking awesome. it's almost like CeeLo on the corner in the liquor store, you know, at the bodega. It'd be great. Yeah. I would be I'd be gambling probably. It, I, I probably right. actually because I haven't even stepped foot in a casino, I probably would actually play craps if it was outside. Yeah, no. Yeah. I would do all day. Seven eleven, baby. Or hit me that with right. that yo. But yeah, that's I mean and you're right. That. Like it's it, the state relies on. I saw just you know the city of Reno's revenue uh, reduction based off the uh, room tax, mm -hmm. and it was you know out of a budget of four hundred grand, you know it was sixty seventy percent reduction of that. Yeah, you know like you know that it just it's, and you know, people have been saying for twenty five years to you know diversify Nevada's economy and blah blah blah. And we just we've never done it even after mm -hmm. two thousand eight, and this is, you know, we're reaping what we've sown. It's because you can't. We, we really are. I mean, it's just the yeah. same, like, it's, and it's, and it's too late. Like, we can't, like, the conversation of just like, oh, well, we should have, um, you know, we should have passed new mining tax, new mining taxes and whatever it is to, you know, we need to generate income in different ways. We need to think about income Ca tax, yeah. which is like shit like that, mm -hmm. which is a death sentence in this state. Yeah. Or like, like politically. But, but even that discussion of like, how do we diversify it? by the time we start having it, it's too late. Yeah. Like, like that, the time, time to do this stuff. Up. Yeah. The, the time to do this stuff is when things are good and yeah. not, not, you know, when things are, cause it takes forever to, to get to, for that, that generate, you know, that, you know, the laws to go in effect and the revenues start coming in and mm -hmm. generate. It's just, especially it's, in this state with what is it Two it takes two sessions. Yeah. Right. So it's like four some, something fucking, after four yeah. fucking years, <laughs> four years later. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or like yeah. even even tax the companies that are coming in, like not give them like not bend over backwards for that's, them. The you tax know? break things to these companies coming in is just that's that's ridiculous. It's, 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 it's just science. Yes, yeah, it's just been scientifically proven that it's a negative impact. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like sta stadiums too. Like we're the last. We're like the fucking last rubes on the fucking you know in the country who will build a publicly financed stadium. Like every other state. I already said no. Yeah, it needs been, to be like, private. No. Yeah. And it's, we fucking fell over ourselves to do it. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy to me because like the other side of the coin of a state being run by casino money is that like we're supposed to be the house. Like we're supposed to be the smartest player in the game. Mm -hmm. 
and we get tricked into all of that bullshit. Like, <laughs> we're this is we're the worst. We're not even the house. This like the state isn't. We're the losing. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're the, the guy. We're the guy that's at the slot machine that has the worst payout. Yes, we're fucking. We're fucking sunny running running the, the casinos in in the Godfather. Oh God, yeah. Like, but yeah, no, it doesn't. Mike, oh yeah. We need a big brother. To, we need our little brother to come in and fucking fix things. Yeah, us. start fucking oh, flexing God. and shit. Yeah, and I need to see that movie again. Yeah, and it's just like, and it's probably once again with that bureaucracy. It's just like casinos filling people's pockets. You know, you saying, oh, hey, yeah. hey, I mean, they, don't. When, well, mm-hmm. What it is is they they can threaten. They have the power. Like they know how much the state relies on them, so mm-hmm. they have all the power. We don't like yeah. they literally the power's in their hands. Like I mean, what the, percent what percentage of the workforce is employed by casinos? Yeah. Twenty five, thirty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Between that and the, the revenue they bring into the state, it's just it's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But and then smaller picture stuff, like so we didn't do that for and that's what I believe that like, I'm not going to put words in any politician's mouth, but it's easy to point fingers at people because that's their job. Like their job is as soon as you take that path, you're going to you your job is to take the heat. And and the other part of it is probably should be to tell the truth. But no one does. No. But uh, third one, help they, the people. They, yeah, help the people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, part of me All is like, if this guy came do. out and said, like, look, this is shitty. Like we shouldn't open the casinos, but if we close them, the state's going to go bankrupt and everyone's going to lose their job. Like I'd be, I'd be more okay with. Yeah, people, people would be like, okay, like if he came out and said that, but you know, instead you've got all these everyone, you know, business owners being like, this is not fair. Yeah, and you're picking your, you know, sides basically. So I mean, back to the, back to possibly even reopening. Like it, it is very. There's even new loopholes that um, apparently they're not new. I was corrected the other day, uh, <laughs> but when when a, when some when a loophole suddenly appears, it just seems new <laughs> on the surface. So it's yeah. like, oh, okay. It's just you haven't uh, dug deep enough. <laughs> yeah, well, well, like if you're a bar, um, and this is no offense to to rum sugar lime, because honestly, at this point, I would do it too. Like anyone that has a loophole should use a loophole mm-hmm. to be open. Any everyone because everyone should be open. Yeah. Right. It should be one or the other. It should be, it should be all the businesses were closed, or all open, mm-hmm. or all open. And it definitely should be schools not open. But that's a, that's, yeah. that's not in my. That, I'm not in that wheelhouse. It's yours. <laughs> but but the bars like, so bars can open with like the whole thing with the food thing is. I mean, there was a petition that came out of Chicago. Um, I saw it pop up like a, maybe six weeks ago because they kind of everyone kind of followed not they didn't follow what we did we followed what other people did to begin with um with the whole food thing uh and they said no it should be seating not eating it sh- which makes sense it should be uh reduced capacity set seats like no standing room it should just be here's your zone this is your group zone like this is that's what people are going to have to deal with mm-hmm. but but for some reason food doesn't make it safer like that doesn't that's like the craziest. I feel like you could have that conversation with a seven-year-old and they'd be like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Everyone touches <laughs> like, food. You have food, to touch food. the food. Yeah. Well, it's one. It's like your your mask is off for longer if you're eating than if you're drinking. I can I can wear a mask at a bar and drink and I'm not consistently drinking. I'm yeah. taking a sip of a 
of a cocktail and then putting it down for four minutes while I talk. And the whole thing of that where it's like, what? It doesn't, if anything, restaurants are more dangerous. <laughs> that's, that's what I like from this, when this started, you know, all this in China, they're like detailed studies on how it spread in restaurants. And in yeah. like, they, and like, they had no studies. It was like, Hey, this is the bar that it, where we had a super. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was all restaurants. So that's why I don't understand, especially, you know, it, being bars being and being outside, like that's, I just don't understand that that part. Like, at least I, I can under, be, understand being like, okay, you know, indoor, mm-hmm. but given the option yeah. to have outside seating and outside service. Which is, and that's what's crazy is like, they gave us the city and the city wants us to be open. Like the city wants, they're on our side as far as, um, I personally don't think, um, I know that they don't have a lot of power, like certain people in politics, like, a city council even is small small peanuts right um compared to state governments but like i think they could have fought a little harder um i I hope they fight a lot harder next week um they've certainly heard um from more and more people in the past week since the state task force meeting that like hey here's the new proposal to give the state here's the new you know here's the ammunition that you have to show them that it's here's the science like here's the mm-hmm. data here's how bars can be open safely and like a lot of its this proposal i saw was it was almost all the stuff we were already all doing anyway like the places that that are doing the right job and like doing the due diligence and then there are places that were that are, there's i'm not even going to name names there's numerous places in town that are still open that are because they serve food that's mm-hmm. been and and food in quotations is like they have mozzarella sticks or some shit. <laughs> just like, like they're just they're 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 still open. They're still making money, and they're still probably breaking the rules. Yeah. Um, and like that's where someone else, another business owner I know, told me the other day. They're like, the gloves are off. Like, if I see or know of a business that's that's not following the rules to the T, then they're throwing them under the bus. Mm. Like it's it's because it's they're everyone's livelihood is being affected, right? Yeah. And they should be. Yeah. It should be more about, and and I know that they don't have enough info enforcement, but it should have been from the beginning. If you're a bad, if you get complained and someone and we you know we investigate your business and it turns out you were breaking the rules, then you're shut down. I don't think That's they shut, I, I don't think they shut anyone down in Reno. No, it doesn't. I haven't heard anything. I haven't and heard any people getting shut down. That's I don't understand that either. It's like you have these bars that are consistently breaking the rules. Yeah. And it's I, like, how can that go on? How can that be justified? Yeah. So, hope, I mean, hopefully there's good news next week. It's, it's, it was just depressing to see like that, like when we, when we reopened, we, so we've been, we were reopened five weeks um, as the, the only I've been open in that capacity, five weeks for the last 24 weeks. Like that number even seems crazy. Like, yeah. What? Uh, and when we were reopened, like we, we did everything and went a little above and beyond what we should have. Like we, we made it reservations absolutely mandatory so that there would be no, no potential for like people gathering outside waiting to get a table. Mm-hmm. It was just everything was set where it's like, like I, like I went, way over where i even needed to like we cut our capacity from 70 people to 20 
It's like we mm-hmm. spaced all the tables out. Yeah. Uh, and then I'd go to a business, I'd go to a different, I'd go into another business and it'd be like, like, did you just take a measuring tape? Like this isn't even six feet or they would take the measuring tape and make it like the most bullshit six feet possible. <laughs> <laughs> like if you actually reduce, if you actually socially distance in a bar, like you lose a lot, you lose more than 50% of your capacity. Yeah. Like you, lo- you lose a heavy number. Um, and it was, that was kind of depressing because it's like, I did it. I did all of that. And we were, and we were bleeding out there too. It's like, okay, well, this is not sustainable, but at least we're open. Like mm-hmm. that's at the end of the day, it's like, at least people can still think, oh, that business still exists. Uh, and then we were going to try to get through it. And now it's like, we're closed. Yeah. Well, like you're saying, you know, and, and the once wintertime hits, left behind. yeah, like once wintertime hits, I mean, how it's your slow season anyway. Like mm-hmm. you got to make people are, if people are barely holding on now, how yeah. are they going to hold on, yeah. you know, till next March or April? Yeah. And that's, that's mm-hmm. where it's, uh, it's a little weird because the winter for us, it's our busy season. Um, because we do have that kind of board games are more mm-hmm. of a, you know, a, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's winter and it's yeah you get that vibe where it's yeah. like uh, it's, it's, uh, it's all gray and snowy and cold outside i want to hang out with friends and play board games it's an indoor sport uh, it's an indoor sport yeah mm-hmm. so we do have that going for us but uh we still we would lose all our i mean like i need to open now because i have a patio <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah every, every everyone needs to be open now because the patio is like they need to generate that revenue mm-hmm. like every every dollar lost right now is just it's going to get worse and worse as it continues. And like, I don't think, I don't know why they like in, especially in the summertime here, you could drink outside for like all those months, you know, and be, have enough social distance room, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Public house, when they reopened, like another example, like Mm -hmm. I I think, I think Chris did a great job of providing, like he could have opened his bar. He Mm -hmm. could have had people inside at tables, he could have re- rearranged the layout and yeah. had, you know, probably five, four or five groups of people inside mm-hmm. and then on top of the outside. outside. And he mm-hmm. said, and he said, nope, for my employee safety, I'm going to do, we're only doing outside because the weather's nice mm-hmm. and, and they reduce their hours like they did. And then he's close. Like, it's like the people who went above and beyond are getting slapped in the face. And the, mm-hmm. and the problem will be that like, we, yeah, we're getting left behind at a faster rate than the people who are open right now. I mean, like our sales dropped off a cliff because you're not open consumer habits. Yeah. Like consumers don't want to jump through the hoops to do the curbside thing at the place. Yeah. When, when there's a place down the street that's open, like actually open. Yeah. It makes right. sense. I don't, and I don't blame those people. Like the, at the end of the day, it's not the consumer's fault. It's all government's fault. <laughs> like it comes back to like the government could have handled this and they didn't. Yeah. Shit. Well, <laughs> back to sad. that's yeah. I mean, but you know, we wanted to hear this perspective. People need to know yeah. what's going on. Yeah, and it's like it's really. I like that. Like, it's and it's not. I'm not trying not to be a pessimist about it, but like that realism of life is like it's not rainbows and shit. Like, yeah. like it's not. That's it would be so boring if it was all the time. Like, mm-hmm. there needs to be. There needs to be this to like community honestly has rallied around certain things more now, at least I've seen. Um, and that's a, like for so many reasons because of like the state of the world. Um, but people actually, it does feel like people care. 
some people mm-hmm. right and, and there's going to be people who never do care and those are it's kind of like the in small business or in like retail the person who complains is not actually a customer it's <laughs> like well you, you can never change those people's minds yeah like there's there's going to be people that are there's people that are on the fence and we can't ignore those people because we everyone needs allies but like the people who are never going to be on over that fence they're all they're stuck on the other side no matter what until they die like they're not i <laughs> i really believe that like the person who complains about the pr- a price of a beer at the craft at my at my joint or whatever it is yeah. they're never going to buy that beer they just they just want to complain yeah people like to do that <laughs> people love to complain mm-hmm. Makes them feel important. He does. I think that's what it is. Well, and Yelp has made the internet's made people on all in all facets feel more important than they and should they be. they fucking really are. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, They're that is like, the Instagram? truest thing that's ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> but, like, where did it, yeah, someone come? Some time traveler mm-hmm. hops back in here, and they're like, "Where did you guys go wrong?" Well, it wasn't really the internet, but it probably was. The internet was the tool. It was the tool. It was it's all these, all, all these conspiracies and everything. That's all it is. These people mm-hmm. want to feel like, I mean, I hate to say it, but like, you know, they're not one of 7 billion people struggling to, you know, find meaning in this existence on earth. Yeah, no. You know, they're, they're better than the rest of us. They've solved the Rubik's Cube of life and they have everything they figured, figured it out. out. And we're just yeah. fucking rubes living in the matrix. Yeah, we're, we're, all, we're all being hoodwinked every day we wake yeah. up. Those are people that are not comfortable with themselves in general, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's never like, it's never like the happy person that's, you know, well-adjusted, mm-hmm. you know, and leads a, a good life, you know, has a, a life they're satisfied with is just all of a sudden becomes a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Yeah. And Some, someone who's kicked is someone who's repeatedly kicked. Yeah. 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 They've been pushed around and then they're, they're like, well, I need they're tired of it. To, I need something to blame. Well, and like the psychology of just that people want, the big bad evil thing to point the finger to mm-hmm. like they want they want it to be not just chaos like they don't they, no one wants to be explained to that it's like no all of this is because of lots of things but it's also like there's no one thing that did this they're like yeah. no, no no i can't i can't deal with that i need the it's, one thing i need the, i need the, I need the highest and that's top why of the pyramid modern life modern life is too complicated and they want a simplified answer no one wants to sit and study socioeconomic patterns and historical patterns for the last yeah. 60 years to examine why we're here today. Yeah. They want you know, to find out it's a family that's been controlling the yeah. world for the last 700 years. It makes sense. Yeah, and those people don't right. understand science either. <laughs> yeah, like it's just... That's what it is. Yeah. Anyways, and the and yeah. So I'm gonna I'll leave it at, at one more thing though. Is that those the people who also it's that we've been led into a path that like those people who aren't capable of spending eight years of their life learning about all that, they don't want to listen to the person who did. Like <laughs> yeah. they've they, everyone's that's... been everyone's been brainwashed into thinking that like that person is the enemy. Yeah. Like, and that's like, no, but that's, that's no one. No one can be smarter than you and tell you something you don't know. Yeah. yeah no. It's. it's <laughs> It's, it makes that person. weak and stupid. Yeah, this person went to school for 12 years. You yeah. know? Like, like, what an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he's been to school longer than your kids have been fucking alive. And yeah. then, yet, he's the idiot who doesn't well, know cause shit. Because he, he, he didn't watch the right YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But maybe what oh. we need to do, though, is have like... A, 
<laughs> have, have a facade, you know, have like someone tell this person what to say. Like if that scientist told Kim Kardashian to tell this shit, I guarantee all her TikTok followers would finally believe the truth, you know? Yeah, no, no, like, because, no, because then they, they got to him. They got to him. They're sellouts. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. They've been, they're, they've been drafted into the Illuminati. Into the I feel Illuminati. like, it, isn't that what Bill Nye was though? Like he wasn't even a scientist. He was just like a really, he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what I think that's what it is too. Bill Nye George, really is. George, like, George Soros people. paid him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, George, he's best. He's George Soros' best friend. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so someone some that's a good conspiracy they'll dig up this old old picture of bill nye as a little kid and then george soros standing next to him with his arm on around his shoulder and he's like look at this <laughs> it, there's the proof bill nye's the shill bill gates is in the background yeah like yeah. doing a little like bit rubbing his palm <laughs> and then there's a triangle behind him <laughs> like see i knew it i knew it this is not for yeah. this is not photoshopped at all Oh, that's so good. Oh, uh, this seems like a good time to take a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm going to grab a drink really quick. Yeah, I need to get one, too. <laughs> What's your song of the week? My song of the week is off the new Nas album, King Disease. I've been, uh, you know, played a couple songs this week on the radio uh, from that album. And this one is actually the last cut on there. It's called Spicy. And it's Nas featuring, um, you know, my man Asa Ferg. And uh, with that Fivio Foreign, and it is pretty good, pretty spicy. <laughs> well, listen and enjoy. So, spicy. Bullshit. Your lordship. Niggas talking yachts and some more shit. I used to run the block, now I'm corporate. Hopping out, you know it's sun when the doors lift. Whole squad hide the burners. Mets hat in the sky like Bobby Smurder. They watch me like the chip, court side at the rucker. Flow only getting tougher. She begging me to cuff her. Brooklyn sweet chick waffles with raspberry butter. Wear a mink at the roller rink, middle of the summer. If I can't get it done, I got soldiers with me to cover. Queens get the money, we only stacking it up with. Cheese stay icy, cause shit gets spicy. She on demon time, I get her a timepiece. Panic. Niggas not lit, not like me. Can't get nothing by me, my mind in 2090. K-L-O-K-A by Pricey. Cost money, beat the charge money. Fast money, push the start money. Large money, Escobar money. Uh, little advice, always add spice. Always get the liquor with the ice. I don't give a fuck if that's sway. No. Fuck a bag, any bitch, and it's all white. Nice, that ain't right. No. If she tell me, no, I'm getting tight. Look, every time you saw me, I was nice. Ay. Every time I saw you, you was light. Uh, every bitch, you would look like a dyke. Look, uh, I mean, she might. Not never be my type, nah. She might never be my type. Look, that bitch trash. I only fuck her for the hype. I only fuck her for the hype. Look, Kalo K, A by Pricey. Cost money, beat the charge money, fast money, push the start money, large money, Escobar money. Nigga saying Ferg back, but I've been with the shits. Might make a grill with Tiffany's on my gentleman shit. My drill niggas out in Brooklyn and they spinning and shit. Pop and pop out the whip while we sipping and shit. Model bitches, that's precise. Fuck attendance off the flights. Keep the vision through the lights. Never blinded by the hype. Keep the Tommy near the belly. Sincere, cause I'm hype. Got a ghetto Naomi Campbell designer with the Nikes. I'm the one talking spice. 
likes. 12 year old killers with the guns and the knives. Better run for your life. Got a queen and queens and my ex a Puerto Rican spice. A Harlem bitch doing time, getting caught up with the swipes. Kalo K, A by Pricey. Cost money, beat the charge money. Fast money, push the start money. Large money, Escobar money. Hey boy, we got another one. Pricey. Nostradamus. Fabio. Vroom. Yeah. All right, welcome back. That was Caesar's Song of the Week, Spicy by Nas, featuring Fabio Foran and Aesop Bird. Yeah. Hit Boy on the production. Hit Boy, like, that's a good merge between, like, old school and new school. Because Hit Boy is usually, like, a party kind of song, gets you, like, bopping a little bit and things like that. But you can tell, like, now, you know, Hit Boy has a new side to him, like, the range on it especially combining it with like Nas's flow and everyone else that he has on there. It's, it's, it's a great album. I'm, I'm about it. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, who is that Royce the five nine said, or was that him? Who was like, you know, this is what hip hop needs. Older generation work with a younger generation. They can both mm-hmm. learn something. And uh-huh. it's a perfect example of that. Great album. Mm-hmm. Because I feel a lot in hip hop too. It's like kind of like the golden era hip hop heads, you know, like they don't want to listen to anything new because it's not the same. And I feel like that's the same way in the industry. Like it's really hard to for young and old to collab because of that same mentality. Yeah, they got to come together like classic rock and all these other things, and mm-hmm. you know, respect the people who came before you and keep it moving forward. Yeah, but yeah, like we were talking during the break, like Nas coming out super young at seventeen years old with like Illmatic, you know, like I think eighteen, nineteen, Stillmatic, and things like that were like like those beginning of his you know career were amazing albums so it just it's hard to go get back to part of that yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely check out that album if you haven't mm-hmm. you should yeah it's really really good well uh next up we have our movie of the week have you guys seen this i haven't uh, the seen girlfriend it and i watched it last weekend is it good uh, an american pickle by with seth rogan oh god is it actually good <laughs> It was actually pretty, it, it's short. It was like an hour and like 15 minutes, okay, hour and okay. 20 minutes. Because um, the premise was kind of funny to me. It, it, looks, the, like the, a, it looks like a good 30 minute skit to me. <laughs> the prim, once, it's a great storytelling because like mm-hmm. once you get past the actual premise, yeah, the, 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 the plot device they use to explain it, it's actually a really good story. And, you know, it kind of makes you think like, how would your great grandfather, who probably lived through way worse conditions than all of us, yeah. view our our modern lives? And that's that's kind of what it is. It's like you know, so it was it was pretty good. It's heartwarming story and has a you know happy ending. So mm-hmm. it was a it gets a tip of the fitted for me. It was it was funny and not too serious. It wasn't too long and like it's short enough for like when you actually start getting into it, you know, like you're like, Oh, okay. And it ends. So oh, nice. short and sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like props to Seth Rogen. Like he, he plays both characters and you know, he's more than just the stoner guy he used to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did, he did long shot. Did you guys see that movie with the Charlie? Yeah. Like that movie was fantastic. Yeah. Like, but he's playing like a mature version of the normal guy he normally plays. Yeah. Him. And there's boys and boys to men's in it, of course. You know, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I recommend it. It was it was a funny story. You don't have to pay for it. You know, it's on well if you have, I guess it's on HBO. You have to yeah, you have to pay for HBO Max or whatever, but mm-hmm. not extra money. Yeah. But 
What's next, Sean? Uh, world news, Caesar. It's <laughs> <laughs> my day. Caesar, Caesar likes to make his own. <laughs> his own sound you are your own soundboard. Yeah, uh, I have range. Well, uh, the first thing, of course, we have to talk about is the shooting of Jacob Blake at the protest that followed and then the shooting of that douchebag, uh, the, the kid who, who shot the people afterwards. First yeah. of all, the shooting of Jacob Blake shot seven times in the back. In the back like yeah. People, you know, now it's come out that there was a knife in the car. Also, there were three children in the car. You know, like how many, you know, how many people have a knife in their car, first of all? It's, Second it's of just all, weird that like, why is that even, I mean, there's a reason that that's an issue because because mm-hmm. people are trying to make it, you know, that's that. The just they're trying to justify, yeah, yeah. They, what the cops did. But it's like, what, what does that matter? Yeah. Like, what, yeah. If it, what if it was something that actually was illegal? It's like, that still doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not illegal to have a knife in your car, first of yeah. all. And, and second of all, there's no, like, cops are not the fucking judge and executioner of no. the law. I, I, I just feel it's like I'm watching Judge Dredd, you know? Where he's just like, I am the law, and just starts blasting fucking people. Dude, it's, it's almost like whoever, I mean, Judge Shred originally was written like, it's very fantastical. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you've read the old, old comic. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's like a almost Mad Max kind of like so far gone future. Yeah. But like the it's writing not... was still very much like, holy shit, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it's, and, and that was like, I think it was started, I feel like I'm, I'm not a huge comic book buff, uh-huh. but I feel like 19 late 70s was the original dread. I could be wrong. Yeah. But even then, like if it was late 80s, it's mm-hmm. still crazy to see that someone wrote that of like, hey, this is the path that we're on. Yeah. It's executioner cops. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's just it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, especially when you find out that like he broke up a fight and like, you know, the cops were called because there was this fight and he broke, you know, broken it up. And it's just like in that moment, you know, like why, you know, they, they tased him. Who knows what happened beforehand, but there's nothing, what, nothing that could have happened beforehand justifies what like, occurred. On the like, no, like they were following him for a while. Like even in the short video that we do see, they were following him guns out and he was going to the car. Like, why don't you tase him? Why don't you tackle him? Like he's wearing a wife beater, you know, like. Why well, even if like, that's the part too, it's like, if he gets in the car and drives away, follow the like not not even chase, but like you know where like I don't know like it's a, the last. It's not like he's it's not like he's committed murder. Shooting a gun, yeah, and he's not threatening their lives. Like uh, I'm trying to think of the situation like the hypothetical theoretical situation that where a cop could, should shoot someone, and it's it's so far it's like basically like a, the button on the new like I'm gonna blow up the whole town. Yeah. Like, or they're or they're actively shooting at someone. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and then and that almost you know, never happens. Like, well, and then when it actually did, they didn't fucking stop the shooter. Like, that's the crazy thing. It's like yeah. three nights later, and like this you watch walks- the video of the kid shooting. You know, like you don't see him shoot someone. You see him after he shot the first person. He's on the phone admitting he just killed someone. He starts running. People are chasing him. This guy has just murdered someone. People that are chasing him, he falls down and then starts blindly shooting at people and hits like two other people. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's, that, the, the divide mm-hmm. in this country that is, and it's, this is what I, I think I, I posted something that 
with something the other day, but like the divide, the people are like, Oh my God, this is what our country's become. It's so divided. It's like, this has been this way since day one. Mm -hmm. Like it's the the internet, like it's, it's just, it's, it's just such a, it's a bad mindset for people to just think all of a sudden the country is, is fouled. Like that's because the only way to make progress is just admit, like, let's admit everything that's happened. And, this and stuff has always been going on. Yeah, it's not like this is brand new. This was, this probably actually did almost exactly happen, two hundred and fifty years ago. <laughs> yeah, and it right. and it probably involved a slave catcher, and a slave owner, and then some some citizens that were in the crossfire. Like, mm-hmm. like there's no, this isn't new. And the division of people who think that a like that situation is justified, and the people who are on on the other side that are saying this is terrible. How do we fix this? Is like, I don't know. How do you, how do you, how do you close that divide without without making two countries? I've been talking about that all week long. Jeff, have you ever played the mass effect games? Yeah. The first, they got really bad in my opinion, (laughs) but I, I played, I played a couple of them. There's a dilemma in one of them that perfectly saw where basically there's two divides and with, with this, uh, what is it called? Android race or computer race. And you can basically brainwash everyone so they think the same. Or you, you wipe can, one out. Or you wipe one out or you do nothing and the divide continues. And that's mm-hmm. that's what this is. Like, it's, it's, it's a classic I, dilemma. Yeah. And I, I, I unfriended someone and called them out who, for defending the shooter. And I was like, look, man. I've tried to reason with you. I've tried you to see my perspective. You keep claiming to try and see my perspective, but I don't really think you are. And I was just like, if you if you're gonna say sit here and defend this shooter, like I'm done with you. Like you I can't. Think, do you I can't think fight. that? Uh, do you think that part of that, especially with the internet, is back to the internet again? <laughs> is that the ability for people to? And this is a good thing with the internet is to connect with each other. Is it, is that connection, like, is it often too much? Like, does that friend, you know, friend in quotations, whatever, are there people like that in life that want to, they don't want to step on your toes too much because they don't want it like, because they, they know you because you're their internet, you know, old high school friend. It's always old high school friends, right? (laughs) Because it's part of it where it's like the only connection that someone had with this person was I went to the same school with them during formative years. And is it easier, like, I agree with you, is that the decision should be, I'm sorry, I gave you a chance, you're gone. Because it, is the connection actually even real to begin with? Or is it just someone who's just chiming in on a post every once in a while on the internet and pushing buttons? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, that, that creates more divide. Like no, and, and like, I've thought of that. Like, you know, people say, oh, you know, everyone's surrounded by their own echo chambers. But the thing is, it would have been like that if if the if you took Facebook away, people would only surround you know all you would only talk about this stuff with people who agree with you. Yeah, I don't I don't actively. It's not even me. It's like no one actively goes out of their way to be put in uncomfortable. Like I'm not going into a, a bar in town that when bars were open <laughs> that 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 are that are full of people who don't share my my point of view or at least some of my point of view. They don't. No one right. has to share all of it. But I'm not going into a place where I'm just going to be sitting there and be yelled at and and debated all night long. Like that's Mm -hmm. no one does that. Right. 
people who who hate board games don't come to my bar like yeah that seems crazy yeah i had i actually did have two people walk in once and a long time ago and say this is i guess part of the divide said where's your sports tvs where's your tvs <laughs> and and i said and i and i got into an argument with them and i told them to get the fuck out of my bar <laughs> but like you have to cultivate like yeah. people don't it's not echo chambers and it's dishonest for people to even say that that it's just right well everyone wants right. to you know because it's always the it's always the right saying to the like and the right the left or whatever but it's i feel like more so it's always like the oh those liberals they just want to only hang out with those other liberals and you're like yeah because because you keep making fun of me every five minutes yeah and, right. and, and, and using and basically being like if i transport myself back to middle school i'm not going to go hang out with the fucking bully every recess <laughs> that sounds stupid yeah 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 it's it's just crazy and then you know the one good thing i thought was that you know the nba players fucking canceling a, a playoff game was fucking awesome. I, yes was was crazy and i honestly never saw if someone this whole year is a time machine of like <laughs> can you imagine like if someone mm-hmm. just if someone at the start of this year just said here's the things that are going to happen yeah pick the ones that are false on that <laughs> list like an nba team canceling a playoff game yeah. is after being after somehow magically bringing the sport back like that doesn't seem possible to me it's that's insane. it's great and then the, the reading about what went down and you know it's if you think about it i was talking to someone the nba has been the best leader you know like the leader in the sports the yeah. decided they decided to cancel a golden state warrior game in san francisco yep first like when all the other sports were like no this you know everything else in the country is still going the nba was like it's out of control in san francisco california's yep. enacting these things and then like it just so happened that a few hours later a player tested positive mm-hmm. and then they shut down all games and then you know like they were the first things to shut down like if, if they didn't do that or if those players hadn't tested positive this thing would have gotten way worse back in march because it would have mm-hmm. taken weeks for everything else to shut down like baseball football yeah. the ncaa so you know they did that they've opened up they haven't had a single positive test since they've opened and That's you know crazy. like they've worked with their players and you know you see this and they, the owners now like have already pledged to uh, turn every single basketball s- stadium into uh, voting locations. Because that was part of it, right? Voting, yeah. That was part of for the players to come play again. There was those stipulations, right? And you look and see who, you know, Michael Jordan had a huge hand in, you know, bridging the gap between the players and the owners. And then you learned that LeBron James and Chris Paul, like, called Obama and spoke with him on advice. And he's the one that kind of advised them on, you know, like how to proceed with making demands, you know, like, he's like, you know, you've done this, you know, what's the next, he, he basically advised them, like, I don't think you should not play, you know, like you should have some goals and, you know, what do you want to, you know, what do you, what can be accomplished the next two days or what can be done for this? And then, you know, obviously moving forward, how do you, how do you keep doing it? So it's just crazy how quickly, an effective change happens when when people flex their power and this was just the smallest you know like so my my buddy texted me he was like if we did a general strike we'd have medicaid for all within 48 hours oh god if we did if if there's the the lack of collectivism in this country mm-hmm. if there was any amount of it like if half the people were on were did a general strike it would change it would be overnight 
it'd, yeah. be, it'd be changes overnight. And it's, the problem is that the systems are all set up to prevent that. Uh, you know, seeing, you know, being part of teacher association and seeing what they're doing. And I was talking to a coworker who's a teacher and, you know, she starts off complaining about, you know, what's going on and everything. And I'm like, yeah, like we don't, you know, if we had a union that was actually union, you know, we'd probably be better off. And then she starts talking bad about unions. And I'm like, oh, God, like you literally just were complaining. <laughs> the, the answer to your problems was presented. Union, like, yeah, yeah. We, like I, reason, I handed you the answer and you took the envelope and burned and it. And she starts arguing with me, you know, talking bad about unions. And I'm like, yeah. okay, like, you know, and she gave a specific example of a specific union for a specific trade. And I was like, but even if what you're saying is true about that specific union, unions in general have one of the best things that ever happened to the, for the average person in yeah. this country. Mm-hmm. To, without unions post-industrialization, I don't even know what that's that's actual dystopia. Yeah. Like, like it would I mean, it would be it would just be actual slavery. Yeah. If pe- um, people don't realize like dystopian futures are always, you know, in steampunk are always around like Victorian era because that's what life was like then. Yeah. There was no before protection. we had all these reforms yeah. and everything. It like you were they went from, you know, working for a fucking lord on their farm to working for a fucking factory owner in a factory. Yeah. And you could the, the big top hat. <laughs> so yeah, it was just it's it's crazy that unions have been demonized in this country, the birthplace of fucking unions, right? Yeah. You know, so much yeah. of the, do you know Earl Spriggs? Uh I know who he is. No, okay. He's, yeah, I get he because he's you know, he's uh high up in the teachers association. He sends out yeah. emails and keeps us identified. Yeah. I've known him I think I met him the year I think 2006 i think i met him the year after uh i moved to reno he's a good guy but yeah, yeah it's inter- I mean, he's he's an interesting you should have him on the show because he he was a mattress salesman mattress i don't and even then, yeah he, he sold mattresses for a living for a while he uh he used to he used to ride his bike around to, to different bars like in the, this is the satellite era of reno okay and okay. He'd, he'd have a little bird on his shoulder Oh shit! And the bird would drink whiskey at the bar with him. <laughs> so you're, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at those emails in a whole uh, different way now. So you're you're telling me he's a cycling pirate? Yep. <laughs> wow. I, could, I could fuck with that. Yeah, the teacher association. He he shared a bunch of stuff with me of just like, and I didn't know because I'm not like I said this isn't my wheelhouse. I'm I'm invested in the the bars thing right now as mm-hmm. as as the as the current mm-hmm. local local news problem and and the, the schools thing it's like he was he was just sharing stuff for me like i didn't even know that the county said that it was not safe they're like here's the metrics yeah and we weren't meeting them they're like cool we're not going to listen to you it's like <laughs> what that seems insane that's in like that shouldn't actually be legal <laughs> don't don't even get me started on the school board I've, we've already devoted two episodes What's the point of, of of making restrictions and rules and metrics and data if you're just going to be like, oh yeah, those numbers don't, I don't like those, I'm throwing them away. I mean, everything I have to do as a teacher, I have to defend with data. Everything has to be data driven. Every everything, single fucking everything. thing we do. Yeah. And to watch the people, like the fucking school board, ignore data, I was. It was. Aren't they uh, supposed to be the most educated in the education pyramid? Mm-hmm. Like no. they're, they're supposed to be the top of like the they dedicate their life to academic study. Well, we'll talk more about the school board later because 
yeah we got but uh but yeah but, but with the protester again like then i was yeah, i was seeing because like the guy who got shot in the arm he had a gun too you know yeah and then all the people are like well he's a felon and like blah 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 he gets what he deserves you know all over the fucking internet and i was like two wrongs don't make a fucking right like if he had a gun and he's a felon he's wrong as well he, he didn't, didn't he didn't shoot anyone he the thing is he know he didn't shoot that guy yeah, he could have and he didn't and he didn't yeah, yeah that's that's and like true. that's the thing like, but he, they're using that as like you know yeah fuel. that was the that was what the guy i got to argue with he was like this is what you get when you you, you challenge a guy with a long gun with a pistol i'm like yeah. that's not what happened at all yeah, like that guy not. was chasing after him and tried to stop like disarm him mm-hmm. like he could have shot him but, but he didn't, didn't. Yeah. and the worst part about it is like the kid walks towards the fucking cops with a fucking ar-15 and, and they let him he he, looks, they, he ignores he looks, their orders he looks like he's 15 years old like he doesn't even he, look yeah, 17 at all he doesn't all. look like he definitely does not belong if you're like one of these things doesn't belong it's that fucking kid walking down the street the with gun the is as long as his fucking torso that little motherfucker yeah. like give me a f-. and the, they're like and hey. they're yelling at him to stop he continues walking towards him nothing happens nothing. and they fucking drive right by him if i had a, a small gun if i had like a little saturday night special Bro, if you had your fucking hand in your pocket if i had my knife boom done there would be no more yeah. fucking tracksuit poppy <laughs> and that's like i've seen this thing like people are like do you think a black man with a gun could have walked by those cops a black man in general couldn't have, couldn't well, have fucking yeah. walked up to those cops in that situation. Like, yeah. no, no gun in this scenario. Yeah. A black it's man and a wife beater with no gun got shot in the back. Yeah, a naked fucking fucking person of color could have walked up to them and they fucking would not have reacted like, that way. They'd be like, oh, look at that dick. It's a weapon. Let's kill him. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It, it's... It's it's revealed like you said though, Jeff. This stuff has always been here. Someone posted like, I feel like a second civil war is about to happen. I'm like, it's already been going on. Yeah. Like this is it never ended. The first one never yeah. ended. It just it's, now it, everyone sees it with the internet, you know. It's, it's like you don't have to have it be a civil war isn't just declared. Like it's like yeah, sure there are actual military coups and there are like full on full blown mm-hmm. you know Eastern Eastern European civil war style events that are. Created by American government. <laughs> created the by the war, but the, but the truth of the Civil, civil War is there was a truce divide. for twelve years yeah. that you know, and as soon as Reconstruction ended, the Civil War started again with yeah, they, the, Crow, the KKK. It's been a pseudo war ever since then. Yeah, a war doesn't have to be fought. Like the Cold War taught everyone, I thought it did really well. <laughs> that it's like wars, wars are not fought with like you know on the battlefield like this with guns. Metaphor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they're fought in in the law, they're fought in the jurisdiction, in like in the in the systems themselves of like how laws are created. I mean, look at the uh, war on the terror. Systems of oppression, like that's yeah, the war on terror has nothing to do with the battlefield. It has everything to do with money with, and with manipulation, money around. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like they just like say terrorists just to you know, for the American government to be like, okay, we got to go get them. Like they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna they're affect tracking, my free. Freedoms. They're tracking money transfers and who's doing what, you know, to stop because it's not. They want the right standing they, armies. Yeah, it's it's, it's it, you can't stop ideals and in individual people. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, anyways, there there was also the Democratic and Republican conventions, which, oh my God, like, 
I didn't watch either one. I didn't watch I, either I, one I, either. I can't. I can't. I, I, I just don't. Like, I, feel, I already know. I, I feel like I watched them both in my mind. Yeah. I feel it's like a, a uh, like a prep rally for their fucking, for yeah, their squad. For, for their school. I watched a little bit of each one. I mostly just watched yeah. a couple of speeches. I will, I'll summarize them this way. The Democratic, the Democratic convention was a bunch of former Republicans trying to convince Republicans and moderate independents to vote for Democrats to stop Donald Trump. And the Republican convention was a bunch of Trump's family and some random fucking black people tr- trying to convince everyone that Trump isn't racist and selling in the things are not how they are. That was, I saw some great memes from the, <laughs> mostly from the, the Republican national yeah. convention. I haven't seen any good DNC memes. Because I feel like well, there's two reasons. One, it was like they played it super safe. Yeah. But the second thing is like, I just feel like the people on the right aren't really that fucking funny. Like all of their humor is based on like belittling people and like and stuff. Like you don't see any like right wing comedians that are very fucking funny. Fuck they're, no. they're all they're not funny at all. It's like Larry the Cable Guy. That's your like supreme hero of comedy. Or Jeff yeah. Foxworthy, right? Isn't he? Republican? Yeah, right. Tim you Allen. Pit, Tim you Allen. Those, you got to pit those dudes up against like Chappelle. <laughs> Right? It's not a contest. It's not a. They're not even the same. They're not playing the same fucking sport. No. (laughs) Wait, yeah. You call this practice? Chess and checkers, playboys. Yeah. The one thing was, I feel like Donald Trump Jr. definitely did coke before his thing. Like, shout out to Mike. He said like a thing about like the, a, a, an internet ex, expl, explanation of what happens to like your confidence on Coke. Uh-huh. Like we read it. Oh my god! <laughs> so funny. Like, like you might have a sense of euphoria and overestimate yourself. This is usually, you know, to mm-hmm. compensate for having a lack of belief. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> reading this as I'm watching his fucking speech, and I'm like, this the is totally list. him. This is totally <laughs> him. Like, yeah, that's funny. You think it's medicated? Like he is actually like, no, you have to do this to become that person. <laughs> I just think because their, their speeches are so up and he's just because he's not over confident. the top. He's not confident. Yeah, enough. their speeches are so over the top and everything. I feel like the only way they could, it's all and it was all lies and bullshit. The only way you could possibly do it would be on cocaine. Yeah, it's all smokescreen. Cocaine yeah. and a little bit of acid because it's not reality. <laughs> oh, dude, I wish they were all dosed. That'd be so funny. Oh my god, I feel like they just run around screaming. It, it yeah. would we be... all know the. Mind, we all know the, the we all know the type open. of drug user those people are. We've all hung out with someone like that when they take drugs. Yeah. They can't enjoy themselves. They're, they're no, they're the they're the person in the room when if you are on acid, it's like, are you free? Are you feeling it, dude? <laughs> are, you, are you feeling it? And you're like, get the fuck out! Yeah, of leave me the fuck alone, dog. I'm trying to vibe out in this motherfucker. Are you freaking? Are don't you freaking the, out, man? Are you freaking the, out? Going to the fucking beer pong room already. <laughs> Uh, I'll take some shots. Go take some shots and cry to your childhood friends about how much you love them. <laughs> that that's another part of the disillusion. Like everyone's hung out with all those people all the time. Like I've I've hung out with people who basically could have be- become Donald Trump. Yeah, that's why. And, that's I, why and I, I stopped it, everyone recognizes it. <laughs> yeah, we all recognize that. I mean, I teach middle school. I recognize all of that fucking behavior and emotions. It's like very base very basic you it know like, that probably like six years old yeah yeah mm-hmm. 
Jesus, how depressing. Yeah. That's um, terribly depressing. And they're and they and those are the people that are running the fucking shit. And more depressing news. Time, yeah. Fucking Chadwick Bosman, Black Panther died. Yeah, that's I didn't yeah. and I didn't I didn't know I don't know how much of the news I didn't I didn't I didn't know his life story that much. Um for whatever reason, but I didn't know how much people, other people knew, like outside of immediate family. Um, and obviously probably the production crew or some of the production crew. I didn't know he had cancer. No one did. No one did. Like, he, he, he kept I didn't it know he had, I didn't, that's insane. Like he, he kept it, he filmed. All these movies. He filmed all of the Marvel movies with stage three colon cancer. <laughs> yeah. Like that seems, he is a superhero. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's how insane. hard body is it to hide that from all these people for from so, the world like, how, from like, the fucking he, world like he had to have had breaks of filming where he went to do like chemo or some kind of therapy or like some kind of you know therapy of medicine there's no way he would have lived with colon cancer for four years mm-hmm. without like massive amounts of, of of hospital yeah um that's it's really sad uh, I, was, I, I i thought it was a hoax yeah, no, I was uh, at with PJ and Avil, and I went to go use the loo real quick. And by the time I came back out, and he's like, yo, did you guys see Caesar? Did you see Chadwick Boseman died? I was like, shut the fuck up, motherfucker. And he's like, no, look, open up your Facebook. And seriously, it was like, doot, 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 doot. Yeah. 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 Someone told me last night before we started our movie night, and I was like, nah, you're fucking with me. 43 yeah, years was- old. That's great. Yeah. yeah, right as we were doing our fantasy draft, and I was just like, "What's this?" And, but like, all of us are sitting on our computers, and all of us, and, you know, like verified it instantly. It just, yeah, insane, just insane. But you know, salutes to him. Like, great. talk about a life lived. Yeah, great actor. Like, was doing a bunch of things. I think he was doing that Black Panther movie, right? Like a Black Panther from uh, Oakland, not from the Marvel. Uh, yeah, the new what is it? It's Judas. Uh... The, the the Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, so yeah. It looks yeah. it looks really good. Yeah. I'm, I, that shit fucking that, get me the, amped the, up already. Watching the trailer this. the trailer looks mm. phenomenal. Yeah, uh, yeah I, no, but no, he was he's not in it though, is he? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he filmed he it. I think it. he he filmed. He was yeah, just he, in that in that Spike Lee one, the Five Bloods. The Five Bloods. That was the last one he he did before he. Yeah. But that Crazy. one. Mm-hmm. Is that movie good? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I, it's been yeah. lately. I've been kind of busy to like sit down and really watch a movie that I have to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, so I'll put a movie in the background so I really don't need to. But uh, just lately, just been super busy, and that that's on my that's on the top of my list think, to watch. I think the the premise kind of reminds me of uh, Three Kings. Oh shit! In a way, mm-hmm. which I think yeah, I don't, yeah, I, don't know, I don't know how close it is, but like I love Three it, Kings. It's like you know, old, old war vets gold. going back stealing the gold. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, great Vietnam movie. vets, right? Is that five yeah? Books? Vietnam vets going back to find something. Yeah, is fun, the premise. I haven't seen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the latest quote, I think he's like uh, from the movie. It's like they're they're not loving us, and we've always been fighting wars for them, or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spike Spike Lee is awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's he knows dude. he knows how to tell a fucking story for sure. Yeah. So, uh, uh, oh, the hurricanes. We skipped that. Mm-hmm. Just. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, we we did no, we we talked about it during briefly. The, uh, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> 
during the problem of FEMA. The FEMA, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. It's the news. That's like, uh, that's probably in two or three days from now. News, really. <laughs> yeah. Once, once they determine how much damage it just did. Yeah, it's just insane that I don't know. So, so those are the people that live there. I can't. I would not stay where something like that happens regularly. Mm-hmm. It's just it's insane the amount of damage destroyed. Like they said, like the storm swell was gonna uh, push like water, like bury like half a city under ten feet of water. Like that's just yeah. it's insane. Well, and sit and like damage, like like when those storms happen, where it's like forecasted damage. Uh, you know, 50 miles inland, you're like, holy shit, like you can't even, you have to take an hour drive to get to the coast and you're going to get hit with the hurricane. But, and some of those are 100 and 150 miles inland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, that's it's, it's that's like insane. people are like, people are going to be without power for weeks. Like, what weeks. The fuck? Yeah. well, that's, yeah, that's, like, a, that's part of it too, is the infrastructure is, is constantly being dismantled through with storms like every mm-hmm. few years. Yeah. So and they like, got to put it back up again, back to, like it gets taken down. What is what is four weeks without power do to people who are? This is a pretty hot time of year. <laughs> well, and COVID going on too, like yeah, it, it's everyone's at home. There's no AC. There's no like that sounds like a nightmare. And it's humid in general, anyways. Like so, it's hard to even get away from that, even with the AC. Like people are just so uncomfortable. Yeah. Well. uh Next week we <laughs> next, next next week we'll talk more when we find out. Uh, next up we have this week in racism and <laughs> it's the Republican Party's use of token black people to try and prove that they're not racist. Like they had just an endless parade of black people come up there and talk about how black people are slaves. Like one dude said, black people in the Democratic Party are min- in mental plantations. Really? What? What the fuck? Literally, that was how he started off his speech. And I was like, this fucking coon motherfucker. What are you doing? Was he just a random person or does he have a shitload of money? He was a former, he was this like state senator from Georgia who was a former Democrat. And I guess like switched to the Republican Party. And I'm like, how much do they pay you? Like, who? you know, it's just like the fact that you use black people to prove that you're not racist is super fucking racist. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you like if you if you think like some black people saying you're not racist makes you not racist is fucking racist. It's like, like it's like I always feel like they're using the same thing with like I have black friends, so yeah. how, like how am I going to be racist? You know, and like the fact that you could that you count them—that's something to say. It was just <laughs> uh, so, and yeah, and they had they had a they they had the token gay guy come up there and talk about how that. Republican Party is not anti-gay, and how much money uh, did he they, get? They had like a, a Latino woman come up. It's it just like tokenism at its finest. Like one, like these groups aren't monoliths of people. Like <laughs> ever, you know, like you, I would, they would never do that for white people. Like, oh, here's our fucking white person to say blah 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 blah. Okay, it's not even a good. It's not even a good playbook at this point. Like who? There are people who are clearly buying it though. But no, that's what I'm saying. Like the American government eats this shit up. And I'm like, and here goes back to like not being educated, you know, like not having that critical thinking, not having all like they, the average American person eats this shit up. Yeah. They eat it like fucking lucky charms. Isn't that the most, can you imagine like you're that bored with your life? 
they're like that's what you that's those are your heroes I don't, I don't know if they're bored there. I think maybe they're just too, they're just, it's just sad, you know? Like, their life is so comfortable and they're so fucking wrapped up in the privilege of their fucking modern life. It's, I think so. I don't even know if it's like, I'm sure a lot of it is that, but like, I don't think a lot of those people are comfortable either. Like, I think a lot of those, those rural Americans that are like, they're just brainwashed. Like, it's, it is, it is a problem of ignorance. Yeah. And, it, and it's systemic to the point where it's like, they're a product of their system. Yeah, they're a byproduct of their system. Like, look what they're learning in school you know, about slavery and how it wasn't that bad. And, like, you know, it's just, we could, yeah, it's, yeah, but it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> the hero of this week is this guy created a white supremacist Facebook group oh, and shit. then, like, shared it and, like, got people to join. And then he would, like, screenshot the members and their oh, he- posts. And send it to like their their places of work and Did their friends. Use it as like a way to dox every single person. In the yeah, group. it was like he it was definitely entrapment. Like he, <laughs> yeah. he posts like after like so long he like posts on it. He's like, just so you all know, like I've been using this to you know out all of you as white supremacists, and like the job is done, and like uh, closed it, like closed the group, and like <laughs> and deleted it. I do like that. That's 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 pretty good. Usually they do the work themselves. They're like they don't need someone an outsider to like falsely entrap them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It was great. That's good though. Yeah, like uh it's seeing the screenshots, it, it was funny. So like what were they saying? What were they saying, Sean? Oh, just like sharing, just like the typical like sharing racist memes and uh, you know, like racist posts about like you know current events and stuff. I wonder how many. The, the, I wonder the, how the many. Facebook, the wonder, group, the group rules probably said like, yeah. You know, you're you're free to have an open mind here. You know, there's you know there's no judgment. Yeah. There's no, no, no snowflake. No political correct no cancel culture here. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if any connections were made off that Facebook group. Who's the guy though? Like he totally like let the people know who he didn't hide his identity when he fucking told them what he did oh fuck it, what's up? <laughs> he's just flipping him off yeah <laughs> like bazinga jokes bitch on, jokes on you that's what they need to do so instead of like you know how they used to do with chris whatever his name with catch a predator uh-huh they need to make a show like catch a racist where they fucking, dude yes that'd be so good where they you know have someone go undercover <laughs> and like organize shit and then they like you know they you like have them show up in like a, a room with actors mm-hmm. and they start talking about stuff and then all of a sudden like everyone gets up and they're like so sir uh like You're you said this you posted this on blah 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 is this how you really feel like it says you work mm-hmm. at this place uh does your owner know yeah. you share these how funny it is that's how it was in the beginning of long shot he was going into neo-nazi yeah, shit, right and he almost got a swastika tattoo uh, yeah, yeah, I can't. Uh, I mean, I feel I feel like that's an underrated TV show idea right there. Is, is, <laughs> is do this because you know they, they'll be like the child predators. They won't be even though they know it's a possibility. They won't be able to help themselves. They're like, yo, yo, yo! I I got tricked into this. I don't know this fucking person. <laughs> like the police are outside, sir. Just yeah. can I ask you a few questions? <laughs> uh, I, I forgot about that show. <laughs> Those guys getting caught. I didn't. I didn't think it was real at first. I thought it was like some fucking. Dave it looks, it looks very something. staged, and mm-hmm. then you're like, "Oh my god, these people 
there is that level of humanity that's just that dumb. Like the, especially when they would be naked when you would walk in. Like yeah, they're, they're like, like they're like, hey, fuck? I'll be right back. He's just he's just like you're free to leave. Like they thought and they walked out thinking they were gonna get away with it too. Like, naked. Like a man in a fucking suit just confronted you about your fucking child pedophilia. Do you think you're gonna just walk out and Yeah. Like and there's cameras everywhere. <laughs> Uh, very good. That was, that was also when South Park was actually kind of good. But they did that that episode on Chris Hansen. <laughs> Chris Hansen. That's what I'm. Know. Chris Hansen. Because <laughs> 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 Oh, South Park. Mm-hmm. Well, this is getting long. Let's take a break and come back and and, and finish this this podcast. Off. Yeah, this is uh, your song of the week, right? John? It's yeah, it's uh, a song I was actually on. It's called is made by various artists throughout the city of Reno called Heartbeat to Heartbeat, Eye to Eye from Reno with Love. Uh, salutes to Eric Anderson, Tom Gordon, uh, the main people who kind of organized, produced, and, and, and put this together. I can't name all the other people involved because it's too many people. Mm-hmm. But uh, listen and enjoy. Salute. to eye, no time to lie, when in the streets I can die, 
get it right. Time to fight now. Understand the why. See through my eyes and check the perspective. My point of view is not just elective. Got an open mind gives sight to the blind. And hidden truths are what we're likely to find. Need empathy to be kind and grow. Be in the know before we sow. And we'll free the fruits of our labor when the process is slow. back guys that was sean's song of the week and it was heartbeat to heartbeat eye to eye from reno with love yeah just a project put together started in louisville by the mayor of louisville to uplift people's spirits by during covid and raise money for local artists who are unable to perform and people who depend on their art for a living so uh go to uh arttown.org you can donate there's a gofundme uh, artists, if you're an artist who's out of work, you can go apply uh, for an artist grant based off the funding. I think their goal was to raise like 10 grand and they're already above that. So if you're an artist, go apply. If you're a person, you know, check out the music video on YouTube. It's got like 20,000 views. Um, yeah. Uh, support local art and support local artists, you know, mm -hmm. like, like business owners, they're struggling too. And uh, this is just, I, I don't know how much you know, it, it's a little, it'll help a little bit, but we need to get things back. Because like your dollar matters, you know, like every, especially during this time, um, you know, I don't eat out too much right now or like do things like that, but um, just spend your dollar local businesses. Cause they're like the backbone of the community and local artists as well. So, you know, do your due diligence. If you have a couple ducats in your wallet. Exactly. Support local business, support local artists. So, uh, yeah, that crazy project to be a part of. I literally got uh, like an email or like a, a text from Eric Anderson, who kind of was the lead on the project. And he sent me like the outline of the ver the verses, like the, the, the a written version of the, the lyrics and was like, here's your spot where you can do something. 
and uh, they had some of the music, but not most of the vocals or anything, just to give me like the timing. Mm-hmm. So I sat and recorded it, you know, in, in the basement and sent it in, and then uh, went in the studio and and uh, laid down the track. It was it was weird to be on a song not knowing what any of the song <laughs> heard listen was. Yeah, it was going to sound like. So it turned out amazing. The music video was super cool. So it was a cool project to be a part of. Got to work with Tom Gordon, who's an amazing uh, producer here in Reno. Has a little studio. Uh, Yeah, crazy. Nice. So now the next section is the hardest part of the interview process. It's the meandering questions. You ready for it, Jeff? The meandering questions. It's just random questions. <laughs> they're the hard. They're the, they're the most hard hitting questions you'll ever find in your entire life. Oh geez. Okay. I believe it. <laughs> you, you're, All right. You ready? Yeah. You want to go first, Sean, or me? First question: IPA or stout? What is your favorite style of beer? Oh, stout. Mm. But I, I like all beer. What's your favorite? Uh, all beer stout? equally. What's my favorite stout of all time? Like a, from like a brewery or like a You're like if if, if I was like hey stout. Jeff I'm gonna bring some uh, st- uh, some stouts over to your house what do you want me to bring? Mm-hmm. Well, probably like some kind of some kind of like barrel aged but light oatmeal stout. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, no high, no, none of that. Like you know, mid two thousand, you know, two thousand ten. People are like, dude, I made this stout that's thirteen point eight percent. You're like, cool. If I wanted to get fucked up right away, I would just take two shots of tequila in in four seconds. Like I'm not, I I just be drinking 151 if I'm trying to get fucked up. Stouts stouts are meant to be relaxing and and, and enjoyed. The problem with stouts and saisons was this Americanism of like make them bigger, make them stronger. Mm -hmm. You're like, no, no, make them four percent, make them so I can drink them. That's what I love a saison in the summertime. You know, it's like it's better than like a pilsner because it has more flavor and stuff, and and it's drinkable. But the American saison, they started spiraling out of control. They're like, dude, we got the new saison at 7%. And you're like, cool. No, it's the history of the saison is a farmhouse ale. Mm-hmm. No one on no one on the farm is trying to get fucked up and then swing tools around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're going to get their leg cut off. A 13% stout, that's like drinking chocolate wine almost. Yeah. yeah it's almost it's a, a port. Like, it, it may as well be a port. Yeah. It's like, we're, it's yeah, almost a barley, it's a barley wine. It's a barley wine. You're yeah. Like, there's, other, there's other times where we can get like, those things exist for a reason. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, I would. Yeah, say, when you're in college, yeah, yeah, when you're in college, like I remember the Bigfoot, uh, uh, Sierra Nevada Bigfoot, like, oh shit, dude, is best bang for your buck, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, I'm not 22 trying to do that yeah. anymore. <laughs> I drank a lot of uh, Thelonious Monk, I think. When oh I was yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a heavy hit. Yeah, I think it was like nine and a half percent, but it's like all of those. It's like a, it's, up. it's it's a triple, I think, right. Yeah, you get a you get a picture of that, you're gone, you're blacked out. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, top three board games because like it's it'll be hard to do your favorite one, so we give you a little bit of leniency. Oh, uh, that's too easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one is Race for the Galaxy. Okay, which no one's played. I don't. Doesn't matter. I mean, in the <laughs> hobby, in the hobby, everyone's played it. Yeah, but it's like it's an old card game. Uh, but it's fast and it's like. I explain it to people where it's like a really high learning curve where it's like you have to invest into learning like a symbology, like a language. Yeah. And then once you get it down, it's just like, like 
you know, 20 minutes for a game. Like it's like, it's like, it feels like that, that everything's firing on all cylinders kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. I like that shit. And then, uh, Crokinole definitely, uh, which is a 130 year old Canadian game. <laughs> Dang. It, it, it's shuffleboard, but it's a, it's a circle. Like if you've ever been into the bar, there's these three big giant wooden boards hanging up on the wall. Okay. It's shuffleboard where you don't have to devote like, you know, half your house to the fucking shuffleboard. All right, all right. Like so it's like, yeah, it's cool. You Were can, those the ones you you uh donated for uh uh what's it called? Yeah, for Holland Project. Yeah. I donated I one of them to uh uh how was that? It was Trilab. Trilab last year, yeah. I remember yeah. The, I remember saying that. Some people it's, playing it's a, it. It's a cool game. It's it's because it is it is very much shuffleboard like you know you take turns you you use dexterity like you use there's no the strategy is knowing how to like flick you know there's no there is like an overlying strategy but you know you're using your hands to it's do skill, skill yeah, based. it's like cool like cool is a dexterity game mm-hmm. yeah it's skill based uh but it does yeah like you said it like it I, it can hang up on a wall you can you can bring it from like a bar to a bar your house to a bar like it's mobile okay full nice. circle i don't know what the third game would be um oh brass yeah brass okay nice. yeah it's a, it's a game where you're like you're developing railroad lines it's super boring <laughs> This is me the most boring explanation ever. You're you're like you're like a rail baron and like, <laughs> like an industry. You know, you're like an industry baron in 1780s England, mm-hmm. and you're like building breweries and coal mineries, and you're just trying to make money. Yeah, you're the, you're the top hat. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fucking I'm a video game nerd. Bro. It's high strategy. <laughs> like sometimes, like as as shitty as the history of 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 capitalism and industrialization is. It does make for good board games. It's a strategy yeah. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's I love me a strategy. I that love me a strategy game. That mm-hmm. game is literally zero percent luck. A hunt. It's a hundred percent skill, and it's like it's. But it's so cutthroat strategy that like, I mean, it takes three three and a half hours to play. Ooh. If someone if someone new plays that game, they will lose that game. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like because it's the the balancing factor in sports and games to to bridge the gap of like new people and experienced people is luck <laughs> like luck is the only thing like like a dice game if, mm. if it's just philo i you could teach someone who's never even rolled dice before yeah. how to win at philo yeah because right. because there's no skill <laughs> just luck <laughs> it's just luck which mm. is why it's a great game yeah. but there's also <laughs> games that are no that are no luck <laughs> and you can't teach someone how to win that until they like develop the skill Correct, correct. Which, All which, right. which, yeah. Sorry, that was, that was, yeah. You asked about no, they're they're meandering for a reason. Yeah. D- don't let us cut you short. If you have more to say, yeah. Say it. <laughs> uh, what do you prefer, cheeseburger or pizza? And what's your favorite place oh, to get one in Reno? Fuck. Uh, oh man. Well, yeah. No, in Reno, I. If I I feel like if I lived in a place that had better pizza, I'd say pizza. But I don't think that's true here. It's hard. I, I'd say, it's, it's I'd say hard. cheeseburger. Yeah, it's hard. Correct to, answer. Yeah, that's Correct a good answer. one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Reno. Reno's got like what, no offense to all the pe- places who hustle and try to make good pizza in town. Uh, sorry, you're not doing it right. Um, <laughs> it's cheeseburger. It's beefies. 
You like the oh, goofy? That's okay. a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm like, there's a lot of good burgers that have like come and gone. I used to live up uh, like 11th Bonray ish area, mm-hmm. like, you know, old Northwest College territory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, and at the time, I feel like it was the uh, the wall, the little wall. Mm-hmm. Like that I burger do. was, it was fucking, it was good. Mm-hmm. Fritz's used to make a great burger too. And there's so many places that used to make great burgers. And there's, <laughs> there's probably places that make good burgers still, but like Beefy's is so good. Mm-hmm. And like, I've never gone there just and been disappointed. Yeah. And the thing with like pizzas too, there's just like everyone does it and everyone doesn't like kind of like sushi we were talking about earlier, relatively the same, you know? Yeah. They don't, they don't innovate. They don't like mm-hmm. the South Creek. I, I really like, mm-hmm. I don't like the vibe there, but like, I like the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> A little too bougie. Yeah. But it's just like that, you know, and then like, you know, we're always talking to Costa, I'll be like, man, another pizza. Dude, I want him to open his fucking pizza. Place yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, you better do good. Cause like, thanks, COVID. Yeah. Oh, if he, does, if he doesn't do good, well, nah, that's thanks, Costa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if COVID didn't happen, Costa would still be spinning his wheels, like thinking about like how fast to make his pizza joint. Yeah. If anything, like, I think this is driving him to make it faster because mm. public house is closed. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. All right. Next. Yeah, we, we need good pizza. We need like, fuck, we just need good pizza. Yeah. It's just, it's just super tough. And it's just like, we just, a lot of classic stuff, you know, like, you know, we go to pizza plus like, but like, and there's like not too many different styles, like the classic tavern, you know, like I, the Neapolitan and like, they don't dude, even I do kinda, that much. I, I kind of like Pizzano's. I know people, I know people might hate on that, but mm-hmm. like, Pazano's is my go-to. I feel like that's not. That's pretty good. Uh, next one. What's the best thing you've watched since quarantine? Oh shit! That's a good question. <laughs> of like of TV and movies. Whatever, and... whatever your choice. Oh man, I don't know. The one, I've only watched one new movie, and it was okay. It wasn't the best. The Palm Springs on Netflix. Oh, I haven't. It's seen like that. it's like Groundhog's Day with with Anna. Yeah, and, yeah. It was Andy Samberg. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's good. It's fun, but it's not the best. Um, TV shows. I haven't watched Lovecraft Country yet. Probably there was a new season of uh, of Midnight Diner. But there was something else. Shit. I don't know. I really have got to step back from TV a little bit. I watch a little too much. Oh, the, oh, the second season of uh, of what we do in the shadows. Yeah, oh, that was it. I've heard that show is really sure. fucking good. It's you're the really second. Good. You're the second person who said that in the last it's, few weeks. It's, mm-hmm. it's probably one of the few TV shows that like became better than the movie that it was based on. Like better than the source material. Oh shit! Nice. What, what's yeah, it on? Nice. Better, uh, Hulu. Okay. I think. Yeah, All I don't right. know. I, I, I pirate a lot of stuff. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, Allegedly. Where's but that I, one I place? Also, I also pay for everything, too, so I don't know. I'm, I'm both I'm both breaking the law and, and not breaking the law. <laughs> Balance. Balance in life. Balance yeah. in the where's one? Where's one place you've been going a lot with everything closed? Uh, Magpie. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's okay. the only spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, it's it's chill. It's like 
there's the tables outside. Mm-hmm. There's Uncle Buddy's. Mm-hmm. Uncle Buddy's is great. The fix is there sometimes. Uncle Buddy's is probably the most underrated food truck in Reno, and they're 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 doing so much good shit. They're like their breakfast I, is awesome. I really wish more people would go there, mm-hmm. but it's tough. Yeah, it it sucks for me because their hours are like during the time I'm working. I tell them that all the time, and, I, and I'm working from home, <laughs> so it's just like I can't like. Cause sometimes the line's fucking long at buddies, but you know, for yeah. lunch, for lunchtime and I don't want to like call it ahead and I have to go out. Like, it's just like, it's tough, but like their chicken sandwich. I remember oh, good. I told Andrew, the breakfast chicken, the breakfast chicken sandwich is the bomb. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that, oh, wait, so, wait, so the one, the who came first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I made that sandwich for them. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. That was my sandwich. Awesome. Cause they were doing an egg sandwich and I was like, Hey, can you guys just fry like a chicken breast and like can you just smash up the best of both worlds and give and give me like you know the like the who came first and he's like whoa and then he put it on the menu as a secret item yeah to, to appease me and I, and I, cause I would because I'd give him seven dollars every day for like six months straight <laughs> and then he changed the name of it to the mother daughter special and i was like whoa dude that's a little too like who came first is a good sexual innuendo the mother daughter special is too weird <laughs> I, I changed the name of the sandwich no one's gonna buy it yeah. when it's that creepy but no like their chicken sandwich i told anthony from oh. from neon babylon i was like yo this chicken sandwich is so fucking good and i've had a lot of chicken sandwiches all over the place but like and he like as soon as he like, he didn't even finish his sandwich. Like and one he, bite, and he like sent me a picture. <laughs> I was like, "I told you, motherfucker! I told you." Well, and like the whole like a lot of people too, and I like that they don't go over the top and and you know they don't overly advertise the fact that because they they leave it on the consumer to realize like, oh my god, why is this so good? They don't they don't say, oh, it's because we make everything from scratch and we do this and we do that. Mm-hmm. It's like. They just they just sell the thing and you consume the thing and you know that it's that that's good. good. Like mm-hmm. you, you like you know that they make the buns every day. I fucking want and you know that they make the mustard. We gotta stop talking about this. That shit's so <laughs> I, good. No. I'm fr- I'm making fried chicken tomorrow night for dinner and it's I'm like, I want it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've uh, yeah. Why are they not open on Saturday night? Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. Like, no, this is what we need to do. We need to have them on the show as they cook for us. You know how we had that good. wine, you know how we had the wine one? We need yeah, to, we need to yeah. have an Uncle Buddy's episode, dude. You should have an episode where, yeah, that would be. They're, Look, and they're very. I don't know how. Too. I don't know how many fucking chi- of those chicken sandwiches I could eat in a sitting too. <laughs> I could eat a bunch of them. They're so food. good. Yeah. They're so good. <laughs> like it, it would, it'd be like sushi. I would keep eating it though I was full. They could do the thing where they make like one of everything on their menu that week, and then yeah. you have to. Yes. Like, you got to split everything. Mm-hmm. Caesar, well, we just need to make a show like that. Could, we we go to all the food trucks and have them make um, all their food for us and try it out. Dude, I gotta step out of my workout game so my cholesterol level don't fly out the roof. <laughs> I don't want to tell you that a show's not been made, but it has already been made. <laughs> no, but that's what they do. There's this guy's uh like top jaw that I follow. They're like uh from England and they go to like all these different places and they do like twenty four hours in like a city. 
And like he's like that's like they did a behind the scenes or like it looks like we eat a lot of food, but we split it between like three people because we eat so much at oh, every, yeah. at every single stop because everyone wants to give us like everything that's on the menu. So it's just like you see me take a couple bites and then we split it between like the three, four homies that are there. But yeah, let's do that. Uncle Buddy's episode coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What is, what's the one thing you missed during lockdown? The most. The most, yeah. I guess probably just people being, man, it sucks. It sucks that I want to say like public house, but like that vibe. <laughs> we say that all the time. Yeah, uh, cool. I'm I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah, just that vibe of like, that spontaneously going and hanging out with a bunch of people, you know? Yeah, that you that you roll up to a spot and you're like, yeah, boom, 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 and then like hugs and like high fives and fist bumps and like, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, all that shit. I miss that because yeah. I I've been thinking too, like I'm missing like going to the bar and having just like a pint of beer, and just chilling and like talking and then you know like public house people come in and leave and stuff and you're just there talking yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like it's not, yeah it's not like a party it's not like anything it's, it's just like impromptu it's yeah. like it's not yeah it's not scheduled. yeah like, it's not like, like friday a friday friday happy hour that was what i meant because like, you you know you're gonna see someone you don't know who you don't even like going down there having a beer or two hanging out going home like mm-hmm. yeah that's that's what i miss too in a way um, i guess i guess that just still could just like human connection <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah. the ra- just the randomness of like the random oh, human connection. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't want Without... scheduled human connection is cool, mm-hmm. and it, and it fills a void, but it's not random. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you yeah. feel like that the universe is like, I don't know, connected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, true. yeah. It's true. It sucks. Uh, what's the What's the first thing you're gonna do when this is all over? <laughs> Go to public house. <laughs> Uh, no, no. That's what I was laughing too. That's a joke. I'm not. Uh, if when this is, I'm gonna go to public house when they reopen, mm-hmm. and this and Corona will or COVID will definitely not be over. Uh, no, I feel like if even I want to say if I'm comfortable enough, like if the business is alive and like I'm doing okay, but like I feel like no matter what happens and no matter where I'm at, I feel like if there's kind of like a global like this is over scenario which i know it'll happen but like uh i kind of want to just go to to tokyo or to vietnam tokyo is high on my list like i want to go because i've never been to tokyo Mm -hmm. yeah i want i want to go overseas and specifically i want to go to southeast asia uh like I, i haven't been to vietnam since 2005 um no 2005 shit 2000 no not 2015 2015 um and i really want to go back there but i also want to just i want to go to tokyo really bad yeah like or and just japan like i want to go spend a month mm-hmm. in japan yeah tokyo is high on my list uh like i was gonna start this year start hitting like you know like the asian countries and things like that i had a trip planned to singapore to go visit my old roommate and that then like tight. And then, like, the next place was going to be Tokyo. Like, Tokyo is, like, super high on my list. It's definitely, are, like, number one or two on my list right now. Caesar, I had a dream that you and I had a traveling show. <laughs> and we went around the world. And and, uh, and Mike, Mike uh, O'Shea went with us. Uh-huh. Oh, damn. We need a he, put- was like our, he was, like, our guide. 
We need to fucking do that. It was like after, after I watched that Zach. Yeah, that's after I watched that Zach Efron show. That's I, I had a dream that that like yeah, like Mike just like took us around, you know, all the places he's been, and then like we just all yeah, the three of us just went around doing shit. And what's Are funny? You watch, you watching David Chang's new show? Mm-mm. Uh, I have which which what his newest one? Oh, he's got he's got two of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we know we're actually watching his old one right now. Uh, God, what was his new one? The it's not Ugly Delicious. That was his old one, right? Yeah, we're that's the one we're watching. I think his new one's what is it? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. I think I feel like it's called. He's got an episode where he like goes to Vancouver with Seth Rogen and they do mushrooms. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm watching it. It's, I'm a, it's a good show. Yeah. Uh, but oh yeah. Also, I think uh, on David on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, him and uh, what the David Cho. I think they were doing mushrooms or acid. oh yeah, Cho, yeah yeah. Cho Cho's on a lot of Chang's shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. There's one where he goes to um, they do like the history of steak, and they go to Australia, yeah. and they're like really, and they go to Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> it's just David. It's just Joe in Outback Steakhouse, like being an asshole. Dude, he's the wildest person. I remember I have one David Cho story. I went to uh, Upper Playground in San Francisco for Nachos, his like art gallery opening, right? Oh yeah. And we was just I was walking back uh, up the street to go like to the bar or something, and like we were done, and I just see him, and he's like smoking a cigarette, and we make eye contact, and we just give each other a head nod. And that was it. And I was like, that's what's up. That's all I fucking need. You know, it's like real. Rec- <laughs> it's like real recognizing real. <laughs> but yeah, it was tight. Well, last question. Uh, a bonus question for you, since you're a business owner. What's the worst, uh, the, the, the worst Yelp thing someone has posted about your business? Oh, dude, this is so good. <laughs> it's uh, not a sports bar. Yeah, right. No, there was two. There was two separate incidents one of them i wasn't actually involved in so i don't think it's the best worst but they were it was basically a negative review because a bartender told them to move out of a handicapped parking spot because they're not handicapped and they and they argued the fact that it, we it was not a legal handicapped spot hmm. what? Like if, if you're arguing that you're that the the that oh the sign isn't at regulation height and 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 the paint was faded it's like you probably don't yeah uh no but the the best the best worst one like that one was awesome because i called like when i post on the yelp page to respond to people i post as like my full name as the picture of the business owner full name and i posted like you're enablist good riddance <laughs> and and then he just said no you're enablist and it's like i don't think you know what that word means <laughs> Uh, no the best the best one ever was someone left a yelp review uh after uh the the quick dirty story of it was i was laying on my couch drinking and someone uh my bartender sent me a text that said you know there i just you know i don't want you to alarm you but like i just i just caught a group of people drinking inside like that from beers that they brought in from outside and and I handled the situation, and I was like, "Fuck that!" They're still in the business, <laughs> and I and I I went down to the bar, and I was intoxicated, and I was like, and I went up to the bar and said, "Who was it? Who?" And I was, 
And she was like, it's fine because there was someone trying to order at the bar right next to me. Mm -hmm. And it was, and it was one of the persons in the party. (laughs) And she, and, and she was like, no, no, it's fine. There's no problem. Mm -hmm. It's handled. It's okay. You need to go home business owner that's drunk. And I said, no, who the fuck was it? (laughs) And then, uh, and the guy turns to me and he goes, it, it was, it was our group and it's fine. We got, we, we got rid of the beer and I was like, fuck you. And then I went and I went back to the table. Like he, he started walking away from me and he, they, no one knew who, who I was. And I was like standing in front of this kid. He was like fucking 22. And he's like, what's the problem, dude? And I was like, what the fuck's your problem, dude? You think I, where do you work? You work at, are you a fucking Walmart greeter? You think I, you think I come to your business and I tell you how to fucking, you think I take money from your pocket? And I started, I started poking him in the chest and telling him <laughs> to, to, to fuck off. And they, uh, yeah, he's like, well, who the fuck are you? I'm like, I'm the business owner. You're fucking out of here. And then I ate six, all of them. And they, but they left. The best thing about it was like, if I was these people, like if I was that shitty, I would have left a review that just said, business owner is a piece of shit, total asshole, kicked us out for no reason. One star review, you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. They left the review they left was like it was a woman in the in the group. It was like five five kids. And the woman went on Yelp ten minutes after they got 86. And she left this review that was like a thousand words. Damn. Like it was like it was one of those Yelp reviews where you see where you're like, holy shit, this person's clinically insane. It's an essay. Yeah. They wrote an essay. <laughs> and and the and the first sentence of the of the essay says yeah, we walked into the bar with outside beers. <laughs> like it's like you admitted it all right away. <laughs> like this is you—you you immortalized your internet immortalization of bad review is that mm-hmm. you were breaking the law that you drove to a bar with open bottles and, <laughs> and walked in. Like if you're gonna break the law and fuck with people, like at least do it like incognito. <laughs> like do it how I used to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, like, right outside the door. Fucking yeah, do smiley, it outside the door. Smiley porter. Yeah, you slyly pour a beer in a glass outside, and, you yeah. know, come back in. Yeah. Like a fucking classy first. <laughs> you're, like, you're, not, you're not going up to the door and like trying to like strong them around the bouncer. You like hop the fence in the back and you get into the show. <laughs> so like if you do class. It, but if you do it in yeah, like if you do it in, in plain sight and then you blatantly lie to someone's face, like it's the gloves are off. <laughs> They're like this old man drunk came, you know. So yeah, I'm like half, like half balding and like poking this kid in the chest, telling him he's a Walmart greeter. <laughs> Good uh, for you. That's awesome. You. It's your business. You can do what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only I've only 86. Like that's I guess that's where it's my, it is my business. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of people don't realize like a business that really does have the right to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's kind of it's... kind of like written in the code, <laughs> and it's code 86. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. That was the meandering question. You Joe, made it but... through. Woo. Yeah. That was fun. I like the meandering. Mm-hmm. I, we got to remember to ask the Yelp one to all business owners. We've forgotten the last couple of times we've yeah. had business owners on. Oh, God. Yeah. Everyone has a good. Well, well also, when you're, you know, getting lost in the sauce, you kind of forget about yeah. things. Yeah. Does or... anyone ever have a problem with the meandering where they're just like, they just answer it? right to the point and they're like they're done and you're just like okay not, cool. that was not usually point. no not I, I remember no, we'll, we'll ask a follow-up question yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you're like no i'm gonna keep pushing i want to get more mm-hmm. 
You one time one time on Rian, we didn't even finish a meandering question one because we were all so intoxicated. Like, the train fully crashed off the rails. Yeah. And we're yeah. like, I'm like, what the fuck was the first question? Like <laughs> like it was we had to like cut it we had to cut it. Yeah. Yeah. We're just like, like, all right, whatever, it's over. What's, what's the next one? Just teleported into the future. Yeah. We were teleporting that night too. So <laughs> What do we have? For I, thought about, hmm? I, I thought about having this under fuckboy of the week, but it's just local news. Uh, school board member Scott Kelly uh, <laughs> oh, God. was forced to resign his position after it came to light that he is a psychopath and stalks his ex-wife, uh, oh, cheated yeah. on her with, <laughs> with hookers in their house, um, put a GPS unit in her car so that he could follow her around. Yeah. Uh, so much. So much. So uh yeah uh the guy running against him that might take his place doesn't seem to be that much better, that much better uh, than like him. school board wise but he's doesn't seem to be a fucking terrible human being oh that's funny so i don't know like his like scott kelly like cared about schools kind of and you know mm-hmm. advocated for some good things but was an awful human being and the running guy running against him seems to be a good human being but Doesn't his care. ideas about schools are fucking terrible. <laughs> so once again, the schools lose. And uh, yeah, fuck. Let's lose, lose. Yeah, yeah fucking, I don't know what to say. It's crazy. I saw, uh, we I gotta... my, I, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I saw your post about that. And and for someone who's not, a, no, no one can be informed about everything. It's like, What's the solution there? Is it just refucked? <laughs> I, I, I don't. I reached out to uh, several people about that. And um, I guess if he went, because he's not taking his name off the ballot. So if he's reelected and then resigns, they can name someone to replace him. Is it, does it go to, is it like a runoff vote to the next person? Or is it, just I thought a, that was the, the case. A... But I asked the person who finished in third place in the runoff, and she said that. Was salutes to Lisa Janassi. Uh, I asked her, and she said she doesn't. She was still researching, but she didn't think that was the case. Oh shit! Okay, because it's so close to the election. I don't. No one seemed to know the correct answer. I got. I asked three different people and got three different answers. So oh, I don't know. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully by. I mean, you know, this was like day of. So hopefully by Monday next week, they'll someone will know more. But hmm. yeah crazy well um on to a little bit better uh local events there's like a bike night now uh every wednesday at 7 45 and they meet up at the plaza and they ride around um yeah it's a pretty good group they we tried to well we didn't try we did um do a, a ride a week ago to to yeah, we, we promoted that. We talked about that. Yeah, I, mean, yeah I, guess, mm-hmm. I guess it was, and a lot of people showed up, which is great. Um, I think a lot of people, I, I, I gathered everyone's attention and said, I'm not an activist. <laughs> Someone else that's younger than me should spearhead this. Because <laughs> um, I, be- I do believe that, that like, the reins should be passed off. I think a lot of movements stall out because old timers like try to control everything for too long. And like, I I think there should be more passion from younger people. And there is more passion from younger people, but like they should be the ones that decide how that movement goes. Um, but the ride was great. 
and and apparently that Wednesday night ride is like it's almost always like 40 people yeah I got it I pretty cool I, I got invited but it's like a school night for me and with the kid it's really tough um yeah that's it's like I think it starts right after I get off work and I'm like yeah it's the last thing I want to do mm-hmm. yeah it's like 7 45 they meet at the plaza downtown aka where the believe sign is at and yeah they just ride wherever in a group and just hang out the last pictures look pretty fun like everyone they were like i think they rode down to uh all the way down fourth all the way to uh the marina and back yeah and they stuff. went to the marina on wednesday mm-hmm. yeah it's it's always i think it's like a good easy 10 mile ride for yeah. most people mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's like a pace that like anyone on any bike can do like even on, I feel it's like a slow enough pace, like a beach cruiser almost can do it. Tall bike does it. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> the I one saw guy it. on the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the ratio on that's weird. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got a he's got like a he's got like a rear ring that he can like change it. Uh huh. Like he's got to still play around with like, okay, I'm on flat, so I'm gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But if a tall bike can go on a group ride, it's a group ride for anyone. Yes. So yeah, if you guys have a chance, go and enjoy that. Especially summertime, it is closing down, and uh, we're not going to have that much time to uh, do the nice, warm summer night rides. Yeah, not not too much time left. So especially here here in Reno, it flips the switch sometimes real fast. But uh, so what's, what's the over under on like first snow day? <laughs> well, I don't even. I can't. Yeah. Even. October 20th. <laughs> so, knowing knowing uh, the way 2020 is going, it'll be September 15th. Oh, God. In, in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like the Donner Party. Yeah. There'll, there'll, be, there'll, be, there'll be smoke still from fires, but it'll be snowing. But it snows, yeah. That's, well, it'll be an ash snow mix. That's full dystopia. <laughs> yeah. Let's stop speculating on how 2020 is going to end before it fucking one-ups what we think. <laughs> I think we're playing with fire here. <laughs> well, uh, Jeff, thank you for uh, mm-hmm. joining us, coming yeah, on thanks. the show. It's been fun. an illuminating conversation. It was Hopefully, great, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can open up soon and uh, start making some money and, you know, yeah, uh, we can go... Drink at bars outside, at least, yeah. in the near future. Hopefully in the near future. Yeah, it was only open. It was such a short time before. I didn't even get a chance to do it. Like I went to the bar I think, twice, I think, and that was it. Yep. I went to public house twice. Me too. <laughs> public house twice. Yep. Got one cocktail, and then mm-hmm. we said goodbye, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you uh, you, uh, you want to... Thanks, thanks for letting me be on the show. It was fun. Yeah. You uh, want You want to plug the bar in real quick? Yeah, I mean, we're still doing, um, if anyone doesn't know, it's at the glass, glass eye. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, at, it's on 675 Holcomb, um, which is, uh, I guess, Midtown is kind of like that between of Midtown and Wells. Um, but yeah, we do, we still do curbside. We still, we everything's priced at like, you know, liquor store, craft liquor store prices. Like it's all to go. It's all, you know, online orders. It's the website's awesome categories, whatnot. And then we do movie nights uh, every Friday and Saturday. We show a movie and it's totally free. People can bring their own chairs, they hang out, bring your own drinks, whatever. Uh, and it's just a fundraiser for KWNK um, and Holland Project. 
and we just hit a thousand dollars last night which is for well it started as like a you know every friday saturday let's just watch some cheesy sci-fi movies um and fantasy and whatever uh it turned into kind of a cool fundraiser nice. i gotta go set up actually in 30 minutes and go watch stargate oh nice nice for <laughs> kurt russell yes Kurt Russell used to be a movie star. His, his prime. To, oh God, wait is he is he still alive? Yeah, yeah. He's he's probably gonna do the Soldier Six or something. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's not a good movie. The first like Soldier wasn't even that good, but mm. no, the first one was bad. Yeah, but I still watched it. I like me some like cheesy some of those, movies. Some like of those the, '80s action movies are pretty fucking terrible. Yeah, I feel like Soldier was like 2002. <laughs> Probably it wasn't good at all. It was wasn't that? Good. Wasn't that second it was, it was it was modern sci-fi. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not good, dude. And and it's crazy. Like oh my, like yeah, it's like um, no, I'm, I'm pumped. Like next next weekend we're doing an anime weekend. Uh, with, not really anime. It's like uh, we're doing Akira. Okay. Classic, obviously, and then we're doing a new one that almost no one's seen. So I hope people show up. But it's called. Um, a French cinema called uh, I Lost My Body. It's, hmm. it's the director who did uh, Amelie, hmm. and it, it was oh, like right. a ne- it was like a Netflix uh, animation that was like highly prestigious last year, and then and fell off the radar because it's French animation. Yeah, <laughs> huh? That's cool. Yeah, and then the week nice. after that is the final weekend that we had planned was uh, the best of Jim Carrey weekend, which is uh, Truman Show and uh eternal sunshine okay nice i'm happy you guys are showing akira more people need to know about that yeah that movie's that movie's so good Mm -hmm. i have the full uh set of comics as well color epic run yeah dude that's that's nice Nice. yeah that's that's my prime that's like my uh my prized possession collection don't say it out loud well uh yeah make sure uh, you check out the glass die check out their movie nights mm-hmm. and is it just glassdie.com yeah yeah glassdie.com links to like the game rental program the orders the instagram the whatnot the gift cards all the just everything yeah cool well again thanks for coming on make sure yeah, you guys uh check out uh caesar and i every friday night from 9 to 11 on kwink 97.7 or on kwinkradio.org. Uh, become a member if you haven't already. Support Kwink Reno's only community radio station. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got no news. That's radio station. Yeah. I got no. Caesar's lost in the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Are you lost in the sauce? I was like, what? <laughs> well, like, I'm, I'm normally over. This is worth, normally, <laughs> this outro is way smoother. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. I haven't really eaten. And I've been drinking, and so what was the last meal you had? Last meal, I don't know, probably what time is it now? I don't know, like eleven. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, like I've just been cleaning because I've been looking for a bunch of shit. But but yeah, but yeah, thanks for listening, uh, Jeff. It was awesome. And uh, last night, yeah, thanks, guys. Let's fucking let's fucking get that shit going. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. All right, salut. Bye. Peace. <laughs>